Play us in, Jim. That. Wait, I don't know. I forgot it. Oh, God. Jim is already drunk. <laughs> and welcome to the After Improv Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Gusty. Here, as always, with the wizard, the warrior, and the maiden true, the handsome Jim Harper, the one-eyed John Yar, and the purple-haired Heather Anonymous. Oh. Yeah. John is, uh, like, what on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being super healthy, 1 being near death, how, what are you, John? That scale doesn't make sense, because I would never have 10 healthies. Okay, well, again, how, uh, how are you I'm feeling? I have like nine health. Okay, thank you. Very <laughs> and easy. I have one and a half eyes because only half my eye is disgusting. Yeah, half of one of, uh, maybe we'll put, Jim, did you take yeah. a picture of that eye? Oh, I should. Yeah, and then. On but a it, similar health note, I think I cracked a rib when I was sleeping the other night. Oh, really? Oh, my God, Jim, mm, are you okay? Totally, he told me about this. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't your turn. I, uh, Way I, to just totally step over John and his tragedy. <laughs> Talk about you, Jim. Jim, I'm more worried about you. Are I'm you okay, about buddy? Eyeball. It's super gross, but half, I half of John's eyes like blood red okay. from yeah. coughing too hard. That happens all the time to people who like fly on airplanes and stuff too, because of the pressure change. John, did you fly on an airplane and not tell but us? Is it an infection or a blood vessel hemorrhage? That's a question for a doctor, but I don't have health insurance, so I don't know. Because I because yeah. that happened to me once when I was on a on a plane, mm-hmm. and um and the exact same thing like zombie eye mm. and uh and zombie i went in eye. and the yeah. doctor was so Her upset at me yeah. for coming in he's like it's just a pop blood vessel why are you here and i was like because i didn't know what was i supposed to do i didn't go to med school yeah, you should have known the answer before really you even asked i really should have i really should have that's like my eyeball is bleeding that's why yeah. i'm here i mean as long as you're not like weeping or oozing Ooh. you should be good <laughs> that sounds cool that's <laughs> what happens with socialized medicine in canada you just go to the doctor for yeah, whatever. Exactly. yeah you don't it's, it's, it's true yeah mm-hmm. we have it so much better it's true. It's true. I'm jealous. True. You guys are better Americans. Yeah. Jim, so how did you crack your rib sleeping? Uh, I remember just waking up and I just tossed from one side to the other very And you sleep quickly. on a tatami mat? Uh, no. You did don't? you like fall a, off your not bed? a tatami mat, like a futon on the ground. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's different. Me. That's different. Okay. <laughs> he told me that he was dreaming he was a whale. Really? I made that up. I know, but that's Do you what remember said. your dreams, Jim? On I haven't remembered my dreams in like months. Yeah, I'm like that too. Apparently, like a trick for you that you're supposed to do is um, as soon as you wake up, you just like, rem- like you recall all your dreams. Like, like the moment you wake up. So, so say you're dreaming about, I don't know, cows or something. Yeah. As soon as you wake up, you're still going to have that memory and you'll be like, oh yeah, I was dreaming about cows and we were going to the lake. Um, then you'll remember them throughout the day. But if you don't do that, then you're just going to forget them. That's, That's not true for me because I'll still forget after like a half hour if I don't write it down. I'm just telling you science, man. It's science. No, I'm <laughs> saying it does help me remember longer, but not all day. I used yeah, to write it fair. down. And I remember all the dreams. I'm going to start writing down all my dreams and then I'm going to read them all on this podcast. I don't remember any of my dreams. I just live them. Thank you. That's Tony. so sad, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Really? I thought it was beautiful. <laughs> well. <laughs> anyway, uh, update. We're going to start off the podcast with an update. Tom Schultz, uh, who was on our podcast. Did uh, he die on his trip? That's the update, John. Oh, man. Don't know spoilers. Spoiler. So well, this could be an incredibly heartless Cavalier update to tell you that Tom is dead. Or it could be a happy update to ensure that he is, in fact, alive and back for part two of his 
episode on the After Improv, um, uh, After Improv podcast, I will say you should listen to season seven, episode three. Definitely listen to that episode before you listen to this episode. Is that part one of the Tom Schultz? It is part interview? one of that. No, wow. it's a it's a totally like it's a Jamie Moyer episode. Actually, yeah. I just thought I just want people to listen to that one. We did a shout out to him. So, guys, on the count of three, <laughs> if Tom is dead, we're gonna say dead. If he's alive, we're gonna say alive. Ready? One, two, three. Dead. Alive. Wow. So cold. So, Tom, you are alive. Welcome back to the the world of the living. So much love. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. The person who said dead is a special guest in her own right. It's Tom's girlfriend, uh, Amber Barker, who is, in fact, a relation to Bob Barker. She wanted me to tell you Mm -hmm. that, even though it's probably not true. We're not entitled to any money, though, unfortunately. Yeah. You're not. Do you get your pets spayed and neutered for free? She, oh, had, she you actually, watch Price I, is Right. I yeah. go around and I collect stray animals. And, and I, she does it herself. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you do it for free in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> so she has the distinction of being our first non-improv podcast guest ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in the history of this. Uh, I think we're on like our 64th episode now. Oh, my gosh. I know. It's crazy, guys. She's getting up there. But yeah, she's here for a special reason because we're going into part two of the Tom Schultz story and her the role that she plays in it. Yeah, in, including apparently wishing him dead, which we didn't know. About. <laughs> oh. That's the role she played. Yeah, so I was like, me dead. I was like one, two, three, and she's like dead. <laughs> I mean, really, this is like Tom Schultz part two, the Amber story. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. there you go, <laughs> guys. I'm really just the supporting actor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can hold my hand for the drop okay. parts. <laughs> also, also, Tom and Amber set a record for most gifts. That brought to a podcast, so yeah. boom, yeah. So let's right, ice cream, kids. yeah. Ice they brought sandwiches, ice cream sandwiches, coconut ice cream bars, coconut ice cream bars, uh, this crisp and natural hard pear cider, and hams, hams beer, <laughs> a local favorite, a local favorite, <laughs> all of it on sale. Yeah, <laughs> hams is born in the land of sky blue waters. Yep, where is the that? only beer made from pigs, guys. We bought it from a place where uh, Jimmy still worked there. Nope, oh, yep, oh. don't mention it. Mm. No. Nine months. A large national grocery concern, as we like to refer to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very concerned. Yeah. Anyway, Tom, so in part one of your podcast, we talked about your upbringing, and, but there was just so much to talk about that we didn't even get to improv, which was also a first. So we're going to get to that and more. But the reason, where when we left off, you were about to head to Morocco and possibly die. Um, yeah. Tiny yep, circus didn't. motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. You're riding a tiny uh, a monkey bike, as they call it. Yeah. First of all, how did you get into Because you've done how many rallies now? Uh, I've done four. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like different segments to a couple of them, but I've done four complete trips. Yeah. And what are some of the locations? I know you've done one in Mongolia. So the first one I did was 2012. Uh, that was Quarter Life Crisis with a friend, Will Houts, and we... I was in the middle of grad school, and we drove from England to Mongolia. A year later, when we got right when we got back, like two months later, Sarah and Don McLuster, um, shout out, shout out to them. Um, that's actually how Amber and I met. Let's see them, but they had a school bus and foreshadowing. Yep, we built up a school bus in 2013, and we shipped it over from South Carolina to England, and then drove from England to Mongolia, and so so much fun. We kept, backstory. Yep, mm-hmm. kept going. Descriptions. And, yep, I like it. And we drove that to Japan, shipped it back Washington State, and then drove it back to South Carolina. And uh, From then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like that was like a multi-leg type of thing. Mm-hmm. It took months to get it back to the states. Yeah. And then there was a third one where I was asked to go run the finish line in 2014. 
That was right when I moved to Detroit. Run, what, what do you mean run the finish line? So that finish line, that England-Mongolia finish line. Yeah. In Mongolia, there's a uh, they had the finish line. Oh, you mean you there. were like part of the finish line crew? crew yeah. So, oh. but we came oh, there. You did it run to the finish line. Yo, no, <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. So it's like me and my friend Will were asked to go be like these squatters at the finish line and help like set things up and get to know the locals. Mm. And meanwhile, being there with two duplicitous Englishmen who were just drunk most of the time, we dealt with them. Mm. And uh, then they were like the villains of the story. That or we were the villains because oh, okay. there were a lot of English guys crossing the finish line. Who are these Americans that are greeting us? Like mm. these are not who we expect. And the- <laughs> where are people in yeah. the middle of Mongolia? Yeah, <laughs> I showed up in the Gobi. I didn't expect some American here. Yeah, and then uh, the Morocco thing was a, a pioneer adventure that came about. Um, so after doing so many, they they gave us like first dibs on registration mm. and they said hey we'd like if you show up yeah so so this all started in grad school so when last we left off you were at, at clemson yeah and yeah. you had gotten a you had gotten a degree in applied math and um, physics physics from hamden sydney yep and what were you studying in clemson I went there and I studied automotive engineering. Mm-hmm. So it was like this uh, hodgepodge of. Uh, man. Oh, man. I forgot <laughs> about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a shout out to Tim Lolly yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the, it was like a hodgepodge of like mechanical and electrical engineering, like some computer science, but like targeted specifically on the application of cars. Mm-hmm. And that all came about because of being a mechanic. And I was trying to find a way to just how can I combine all this stuff? Yeah. So, and so how did the rally stuff come into the picture? Literally it happened because, uh, I was in school after my first year, my friend, Will, he was doing this thing where he works for his family's dealership mm-hmm. and he would go pick up cars in like any part of the States, you name it. Cause there, maybe there's a car with different options and it's a car that's like a couple years old. Well, they're not going to make that off the manufacturing line. So yeah. he would go to Florida and he was driving up and I'm in South Carolina. He stopped off. We met at an Arby's and, just grab and eat. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that's funny, but it is. We're at, where's a date, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, we, we were grabbing that's, eat. That's, yeah. that's where you find the love of your life. <laughs> and and Arby's. Arby's. Yeah. They both Man. reach for the horsey sauce at the same time. Yeah. yeah. The oh, curly man. fries. That stuff makes the me extra gag. Long one. So he just pitched that to you out of the Ooh, blue. Extra so long. Will and I were friends. We were roommates and friends in uh, undergrad. And he was a philosophy major. He always had this knack for wanting to like go to Mongolia. But I never realized this was how he, he had this knack for wanting to go to Mongolia. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm really good at wanting to go there. <laughs> like he knew all these he knew all these yeah. facts, and I was like, these are really useless. Like to me, they were useless. I was like, how are they going to help you like get a degree? Yeah. And uh, well, they sure paid off when. And he, we were at the Arby's, and he said, "So uh, a lot of our friends uh, have said they got other things to do. They got jobs. They got uh, they don't have the money, or they don't have the time." Yeah. And he was like, "I wanted to know if you would uh, come to Mongolia with me." That's and the advantage of having a philosophy degree. You do not have a job. He but he, <laughs> ever. <laughs> he was like, he looks at me like this, and he's like, he's like, he's like, "What are you gonna say?" And I was like, "Sure, I'll go." And that was it. And that like he and he he had like this weight lifted off his shoulders where he was like, That's all I had to that's all I had to say to get you to come. He's like everybody else I had to coax to like get them to say no eventually. Had uh, had you ever been overseas before? No, I had not. Really? So yeah. 
did you have any trepidation about that or no i i think i, I why was, did you agree so quickly i guess i think it's super naive and i was mm-hmm. just like i saw the opportunity and i just kind of thought you're not getting another opportunity like this mm-hmm. and he was like he's like yeah i'll help you out and like getting over there and stuff so i he really helped me out with like figuring out the visa process and the flights and stuff and yeah with that break ground on like camping and like just traveling like that so you'd um, never have been camping before either like when I was a kid, yeah. but nothing like that serious. Like mm-hmm. you're sitting in the middle of Kazakhstan in the desert. Yeah. Like, Can I add a footnote? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Just in terms of camping. Yeah. Okay. So we also, we, we went through Alaska to South Carolina. Yeah. And, um. Well, we should give some backstory here. What do you mean you went through? Uh, on the, so when uh, the school bus came back from. Yeah. Uh, so. 2013 Mongolia. yeah second so time we took the, the same Mongolia. school bus and um and they met us from like they drove from seattle up into british columbia mm-hmm. we met them in bc drove up to alaska yeah. and then back down mind you um, amber is from british columbia okay yeah yes. i was gonna yeah. add that so we flew in there anyway and- so we're like we're in like british columbian campsite and he's a horrible camper. Mm. He's terrible. Well, yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> okay, so it's... Did he, like, go looking for bears? Or? No, he's, like, well, he's Litters. terrified of bears. Um, but, uh, take down this bear. But yeah. it's, like, one of those things where he's, like, oh, yeah, we're camping in Kazakhstan. So that is a, all of his prior knowledge is about camping in Kazakhstan. And so we're in the middle of the forest. And him and his buddy, Will, are both, like, oh, God, you guys. We got to make sure we set up our tents where there's no wind tunnels in the forest. And so... <laughs> yeah, when and you so, have Flat land, the yeah. wind just blows the tent away. Like, Watch and, out for scorpions. And they're everybody. both just like totally like, yeah, that's a great idea. So they put, so they both set up their t- like Tom and I's tent and Will's tent in this literal thorn bush. There was thorns <laughs> coming up through the bottom of the tent, and I'm just kind of standing there like I've I'd been camping like my entire childhood. Yeah, I'm like. We're not going. There's not going to be a crazy tornado that hits oh, us in the middle of the forest. This was that little forest where there's like they like the bear traps around everywhere. Oh, there's yeah. one bear trap when you enter the <laughs> 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 one bear trap, but it's the size of a house, and yeah. you're like, uh, there's bears here, like a yeah. like a station wagon. It was like the wow. size of a station wagon. So. That's like at least eight times the size of me. Look, it's like that's why I kept wasabi peas in the tent so that they wouldn't come after us. They bears don't like wait wasabi peas repel bears because <laughs> bears love. That's what I like to think. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so you watched him set up well, this I, tent I had in said, a thorn bush, and I, you're not like stop. I did. I did say that. I got to eat these wasabi peas. But then, honestly, it was one of those things that's like, no, because what had happened is like, they're they're tying all their tent corners to the trees and the bushes and shit. And, um, And I had said, I was like, we could probably just go over in the actual campsite where we've paid to be. And they're like, no, 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 you don't get it. When we were in Kazakhstan, we got caught in a sandstorm. You're that guy. You're like, yeah. look, guys, I was and, in Kazakhstan. And I like, do at that. that point, I was just like, well, fuck it. Guess we're sleeping in the thorn bush. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Amber just reached that point of apathy. She's like, I'm just going to go with it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, what are, so the original point of the Mong- this is for charity, right? The Mongolia, the, all these rallies. The, yeah, they were all for charity. You would like you would raise money, and then at the end of it, you would in addition auction off your vehicle mm-hmm. and the proceeds, which you didn't do. No, yeah, for the truck we did. Oh, you did. Yeah, that totally got auctioned off. Oh, okay, just and the school bus. The school bus oh, didn't. Okay. We showed up and they're like, "Oh my god, we would totally love a school." It's like we're taking it. Like, yeah, well, the, awesome. the importation <laughs> fees of actually bringing a school bus into Mongolia mm-hmm. were so like astronomical that yeah. they. It's hey, I'm not some Mongolian rube guys. That that, that excuse is gonna work. <laughs> <out of me. laughs> 
you guys wanted a school bus. You wanted to take it home. You're like, oh, importation yeah. fees. Yeah. Woohoo. Hey, on oh, my team, we donated our car. Yeah. Right? Okay. yeah so. so why you know do you what, think Mongolia hates school buses? I mean, because they don't have the facilities to be able to fix a school bus. Yeah, I don't think it's Mongolia <laughs> hates school buses. I think it's Tom and Amber love school buses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Honestly, well. I just love seeing Mongolian children miserable. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... Yeah. Like, especially, especially... That's a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Especially when we are... The proceeds from the auction went to a Mongolian orphanage. So you met mm. those children right up front. Yeah. But see, here's the catch. Those kids weren't orphans before the rally. Oh. oh yeah. They just found their cash cow, and they were just collecting the exactly. money. Exactly. Oh, I thought you were going to say cash cab. I was like, oh, oh, I think that it's like... <laughs> what? Was it Bill Bailey's? Yeah. Like the Mongolian cab got taken over to Alaska, too. Yeah, with some Mongolian kids in the back, you know, like, let's play cash cab. Right. Well, that's crazy, because everybody there is a cab driver. Oh, really? A- anybody on the street, it's like the Uber style. I thought that was just a stereotype from here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah, Mongolian cab drivers. I just made up a stereotype, guys, and then I made a racist joke about a stereotype that doesn't yep. exist. Thank you. Yeah. Oh shit! It was like we weren't even here. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's how it is for me all the time. Um, so why don't you tell talk a little bit about how you met? Oh. The story of how you met. Okay. Because you met on a rally, which is kind of interesting. That's yeah. That's better than meeting in an Arby's. No offense to your friend. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's well, fine. How yeah. hungry you are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, Will and I got to know each other well over that first trip. Yeah. So was this the first rally that you met Amber? Yeah. So the second time I did the trip from it was the second rally. So it was the second rally. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so the so the 2013 rally. So okay. 2012 we did the first one in the pickup truck. But it was my first rally. Yeah. Okay. So and how uh, did you get into this uh, doing? Um, I had uh, I had known a I went to art school with this girl who had done it. Um, God, like probably like this is in Canada. You went to art school. Yeah, yeah. I went. To, what was yeah. it oh, called? Oh, they have art in Canada. I mean, we try. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was uh, the Alberta College of Art and Design. Okay. You and, were the worst, uh, John. <laughs> thank you for saying. Well, we all. <laughs> know it, and uh, she um, she was a friend of mine, and she had gone with uh, her dad and a family friend probably about like four years before. And like when they got back, they did this library photo speech showing or whatever. And they're like, "Look, yeah. we went to Mongolia." And I just and remember, how long like how long how much of that did you stay for? Like five I stayed for ten? the whole thing. Oh, really? wow, yeah, okay. it was. Um, I mean, it was it was dry in mm-hmm. some parts, but I just remember. That's a very like, nice way of putting it. It was dry. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like when your you know your eight year old aunt and uncles come over and be like, we went to you know Croatia. Yeah. Here, look at all of our photographs. Yeah. Um, but I just remember looking at you know the projected big screen photos mm-hmm. and just being like, I have to go. I have to. Mm. I have to go to this like to these places, and I want to go on this trip. Now, and had you ever traveled extensively, like overseas or anything like um, that? When I was in high school, I did this. Uh, it was like a history trip. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Um, my history class we went to World War One and World War Two war sites oh. in um, France, Belgium, and Holland. That's kind of cool, man. Even school in Canada is cooler. I yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys yeah. fucking. You just see there. John. John's over there, just like <laughs> meet my words right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's. I mean, we had to pay for it. Um, Still, so um, but. Uh, well, that is kind of surprising. I thought Canada paid for everything. I mean, you know, it's like that's seriously. What we, that's what we like to tell you Americans. Yeah, yeah universal. You fuel Americans. Trips. <laughs> yeah. You Americans. I know. You heard that? Yeah. You yeah. people. But she thinks of me as Americans. So I like that. 
<laughs> she thinks I am too. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so you decided to go. So did you raise money also? Like I Tom did. did. Yeah. So. Um, so well, when you say raise money, like what do you guys do? Like have car washes, bake sales? No, I just. I know Tom ra- is a baker. Yeah. I just ra- went around and like I asked people I knew for money. Oh okay. Um, like it was really it was like we didn't I didn't raise a lot of money. Like um, how much? Oh, it was like under $500. Okay. Tom, how about you? I feel like it was about that for Will and I. Okay. Like, I, I, I like these voices you guys are like, yeah, you know. Well, like, I, was, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was sitting there trying to think about like, what did I promise people? Because I, I feel like I did an Indiegogo and I was like, if you do this, we'll get a t-shirt or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like, No, they were picture frames. You would make them picture, picture frames. Did we make them picture? Yeah, we made them picture frames. You sent but, And we you, sent them postcards. Yeah. Did you actually send them out though? Oh, I didn't. I wasn't part no, of that no, at no, all. No, oh, okay. no. So this, yeah. was, this was like, the, so the first year, mix it don't mix the timelines up yeah 2012 you gotta think 20 2012 was will and i just and i the pickup truck yeah and then 2013 was the school bus and that's when amber and i met mm-hmm. um mind you the rally starts every year in july mm-hmm. other people so. in my team yeah. did more avid fundraising i see um because they were uh, they were gonna do like our group was gonna have a, yeah. a documentary oh okay did it which didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, well, apparently, I, I was talking to Jordan, one of the guys I went with, and uh, he's the guy who he came to visit me um, the summer before the Mongol rally that we mm-hmm. went on, and uh, and he goes, so you know, it's like I've been thinking about doing like this thing called the Mongol rally, blah blah, blah. and I was like, oh my god, I've been wanting to do that forever. Did you tell him about the slideshow? I did. Yes, mm-hmm, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the precedent of that yeah, story sure. always. Um, but uh, so. He was like, awesome, because we're looking for another person. And uh, and he's like, and the deadline to sign up is tomorrow, so we need $400. And I was like, oh, oh okay. sure. So both of you were sort of like like spur of the moment kind of, let's do it. It's yeah. Not, yeah, it's a great opportunity. Give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, it was like I knew I wanted to do it, and yeah. I was I still had another year, another two years of school left. Mm. Um, now, did either of you going on this trip, like is, this, is the rally the kind of place where people like meet each other? You know what I mean? I mean, or is it pretty unusual? Yeah, like I, ha- you mean like romantically or yes, just as friends? That's the only. Yeah, it's, no. um, I mean, it's romantically. A, it's a you ri- know what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll say for women, you know, it's like you show up and there's like twelve of you. Yeah. And well, yeah. So less than less than three percent of every rally is normally women. I okay. was like yeah. a flame to the moth of like horny twenty year olds. Mm. Um, I like that description. <laughs> Heather liked it too. <laughs> I like that. Heather was like. <laughs> Heather, you want to go to a rally? No, I would die. I would, I would not make it. If Heather, if Heather had a fan, she would have fanned herself. Yeah. Like, My word, I need a sarsaparilla. <laughs> I am the queen here. Um, and I mean, yeah, it's like when I went, I, uh, yeah. it wasn't on the forefront of my mind, but I was like, I'm on vacation. Oh, okay. Gonna like meet up with someone and never talk to them again. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh interesting. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And the who second- saw who first? I did. Yeah, she okay. did. Yeah, yeah was, she she was premeditated. I actually, premed- I knew that. It I knew that he was so in my age bracket, and he had. A oh, master's. really? So here's the thing. Here's the here's the backstory. So here's what's going on. Yeah. Will Will and I Will and I Will and I hit land in uh, England. We go to the port, pick up the bus in Southampton. We head over to Folkestone, England. So this is like the east coast, like yeah. near outside London. Tough. Yeah. Yeah. Tough yeah. yeah, there you go. You've Tough been, place. You've been to that part of the world? <laughs> it's brutal. Okay. Yeah. It's a working class <laughs> town. Rod, yeah, Stewart. Yeah. Rod Stewart is from there. Yeah. John so, Lydon of the Sex Pistols. Yep. I yeah. made both All of those of up. All yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah. 
Yep. She ends up camping in Folkestone, and I'm I'm gone at this point with Will, and we've driven from uh, Folkestone to uh, Stonehenge and to Dartmoor. Did you North- stop at Stonehenge? North- yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we, we go to see all these places. Do you believe in that stuff, like uh, mysticism or... The Druids? I, I have to give you a serious background notion. Have okay. you ever seen Idiot Abroad? Yeah, uh, I've seen parts of it. So I'm not yeah. quite Idiot Abroad, mm-hmm. but I'm also not quite the most informed guy when it comes to history. So when okay. I went there, I was like, man, it's just a bunch of rocks stacked together. Like, like what are we doing here? white guy. <laughs> I got a fun fact. Stonehenge was actually a recreation. They put the rocks together in like the 60s or 70s. They were knocked over for like thousands of years. That's not fun at all. <laughs> is that true? I didn't know that. That is true. Oh, wow. You know what? I think I, I think you're right. I think I have seen photographs of it just being like a big clusterfuck. And then just be like, oh, we just threw these yeah. stones everywhere. I think the Romans knocked them down. Yeah. History's trash dump. Yeah. How did you know that Tom had a master's degree? Oh. It's my turn. No. I'll let you find it out. This story is <laughs> so about me. Is it? <laughs> Oh. It's about you as a cohesive <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be a good supporting actor here. No, you're not. It's everybody for themselves, Tom. There are no teams. Remember that. So, jeez. <laughs> She's not one so, of us, Tom. She's Canadian. Oh. Oh, oh, I thought you meant that. I thought you meant improv. <laughs> oh, that too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're, but yeah, she's an artist, so she's kind of better than us, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, she knows She knows a lot more, a lot more about art than us. Yeah. She told yeah. us all about Picasso. Anyway, we, yeah, we're basically just driving and <laughs> she just loves. seeing all these different areas. Meanwhile, a lot of places were under the assumption that we were lovers. Like when we were in North Bovey, we you were giving. Yeah, Will, yeah. Will and I. Were, oh, I thought Will, you made uh, an Amber. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Yeah. So we, we hadn't met yet, but we. But I we, love how you. But yeah, you know, know what's so great? I pulled it, a gym there. Is what in I did. your mind, but in your mind. Even you, because he's your close friend, you didn't want to make it a cheap thing. He wanted to make it classy. So he said, they thought we were lovers. Like, yeah, he didn't say we yeah. thought we were having sex or we yeah. were gay. Yeah. thought we were lovers. I just want to point that out. Oh, okay, it is ahead. a good point. I mean, yeah. we were driving around in a nice a Mercedes E-Class, yeah. just like showing up in like a nice resort. Just we're going lovers. from Arby's This to man Arby's. is not my paramour, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, just, okay. I just remember there's a lot of like... You could tell misconceptions like, why are these two guys together at these places that are normally for newlyweds? Didn't they just think you were gypsies? Uh, oh, no, no, no. That was in Folkestone. I got on the bus and... Well, back our- then you wore a bandana and an earring, right? So, I did, yeah. yeah. I could see how that could be so, possible. Uh, Will and I got on the bus. It was a bus. sad day when that earring was retired. Got, <laughs> got on that bus and uh, Will walks... He walks speedy to the back and then like I'm walking behind him and this old lady who has been like 80 said, oh, she's on the phone. She's like, oh... I think a couple of gypsies just got on the bus. I she called- <laughs> and I sit down. Oh, she calls us pikies. Yeah, she yeah, calls you pikies. Like, oh, a couple yeah. pikies got on the bus. Uh, well, isn't that a different thing? Yeah, it, that's a yeah. northern. Yeah. It's I thought like, they were just but, like but northern they're, gypsies. They're not looked highly upon. <laughs> and like... They, yeah. they not looked highly upon. It's and like British white trash, I thought. Yeah, like, I've it's seen like Chav. Snatch. So like, like, oh, okay. Yeah, so Will and I sit in the back of the bus. Well, it's not quite Chav, but like Will and I sit in the back, and I like we're riding along, and I'm like, that old lady up there called us a couple pikies, and he just looks over at me, and he's like, yes! Finally, we've made it! <laughs> it's like, where is that an accomplishment in life? Yeah. He climbed the ladder straight to pikies. Yeah. <laughs> Pikey lovers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lover to so we're, when we come back to, we come back from Land's End on the West Coast and we're yeah, driving the back. store or? Uh, huh? Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, missed it. Probably about the time when we're driving back and we're at some place in Penzance 
that's about when Amber probably met Sarah and Don and inquired about who are these two guys Don't that are out there driving around. Mm. Okay, let's let's pull the timeline over to Amber here. <laughs> now it's Amber who's fighting for the mic here, yeah. <laughs> even though they have their own mics. Always. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess sure you were in Penzance. Um, and uh, is that related to Pirates of Penzance? Or? I think so. I think Possibly. that's like yeah, it's, it's right on the coast. It's a coastal town, right? Okay, yeah. I just want to know. So. Pretty much like Sarah and Don, they like kept talking about it. It's like, oh, you know, when our millennials show up, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, millennials. Those sound like young Wait, people. Wait, how old were you at this time? 20. But how old are you now? Three. I'm 26 now. Okay. Yeah. So. And how old are you? I'm uh, 28 years young. Okay. I remember asking Don, I was like, how old are these millennials? What are you talking about? How young are these guys? Do any of them have master's degrees? Yeah. And, um, and so then they just started like talking to, like um, telling us about uh tom and will and uh i'm kind of like cool well i mean great <laughs> well, no that's not true what did you really do well no it's <laughs> <laughs> because no because amber's like oh like she just started making these motions with her hands like i don't know i don't know like that's not what well, you no, did. it's like no that was like she, that was, i was stockpiling my okay. information to be like she's really like i'm on vacation I'm okay oh i see so you're considering them but you hadn't seen them yet i I didn't yeah. even see them. I'd never met them. I didn't even talk to them. Yeah. She's like, analyzing their stats, Tony. I see. Yeah, that's right. I was. Were you, like, what kind of questions did you ask? Did you like, ask I'm, about who had the bigger calves? Uh, no. Okay. I mean, I've never done that, but it's okay. Like, I was just I trying to think of what you might ask. It's uh, mostly they just said it's like, yeah, you know, Will has a philosophy degree, and I was like, oh, that's useless. And just just throwing him under the bus. <laughs> yeah. Which is how I know <laughs> that art is also equally yeah. useless. Uh. So you immediately dismissed him. You're like, I can't make a life with this guy. No, well, I was, I was going like, to Well, I, you're still my really good friend. Yeah. But wait a minute. You said I thought you were in fling mode. I, I was. Okay. I was. Um, but yet you flung away the, philo- the philosopher immediately. Well, I mean, do you just like, when you're in fling mode, do you just go about and be like, oh, look, that person has yes. a face? Yep. There you go. You <laughs> just encapsulated every guy's mode. mentality. You've unlocked the secret. Actually, most guys are like that about relationships. So uh. never get flings. <laughs> anyway. I did not know this. Okay. I was too young to know yeah. this at the time. Right? It's a tough lesson. <laughs> Heather is sighing because she yeah. knows it's true. Um, and then, uh, well, and then, yeah, it was like, uh, <laughs> you guys are all so single, so. Yeah, that's yeah. True. <laughs> Very true. I'm not saying it's a good way to work, live. So you asked about Tom. So, t- asked about Tom, and he's like, oh, he's like, he's got his master's, blah, 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 he's working on his PhD. And I thought that was really interesting because, um, I, at that time I was still, like, heavily considering, um, about getting an MFA. Mm-hmm. And, um. What's that? It's a master of fine arts. Ah. Mm. also useless um, but <laughs> but it's a master but it's a master's and like people will you know they'll look up to you sort of but I, so i would have got an mfa in ceramics okay and um and so i was i was interested uh so a phd is a perfect balance well because he he like he was kind of in my age bracket and i was like oh that's really interesting because mm-hmm. right now it's very analytical yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like a chess wizard with relationships yeah. or something okay. <laughs> so it's all a game to you is what you're saying Amber. That's, yeah, mm. yeah really bobby fishered this <laughs> anyways you guys are all terrible anyways <laughs> um and then so and then they like i knew that they were gonna show up and then eventually um 
they did really late at night. Mm-hmm. And I like come out of my tent and I've got like my pajamas on and my hair's all over the place. Well played. Yeah, Strateg- yeah. So strategically your hair was like tossed yeah. about. So I was looking really cute, mm-hmm. obviously, um, under the cover of darkness. Yeah. And uh, and then there's um, Tom and Will and like we started talking and I was like, oh, hey, you know, mm-hmm. how was your drive? and uh <laughs> so first first impressions first impressions of tom well, okay. wait you said how was your drive before the rally started <laughs> yeah. uh, awesome. i asked them what car yeah. they were going to be taking mm. as i was looking at the bus mm. that they were yeah. both going to be on nice. yeah um and uh and tom just looks at me and he goes where's your accent from and okay so let's switch over to tom tom first impression did you get any intel on amber ahead of time they're like, hey, there's this no, girl. I, I knew nothing that was going on. I um, sneak attacked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was pretty much an ambush. Yeah. At this point. An amber bush. Yeah. Oh. That sounded dirtier than I meant yeah. to. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. But you committed to it. Yeah, I, I saw that. You, you didn't premeditate that one. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I was like, I was half impressed and then I listened to yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, um. Yeah. 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 So we, we, um, I, I just remember I was exhausted from driving like 600 miles yeah. that day because we had to get the car back. Mm-hmm. It only takes so. like three hours to drive across England. Yeah. It really does. But <laughs> Amber, let Tom stick to his timeline, yeah. please. Sorry. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like a mediator over here. Yeah, it's all please I do. Please keep Believe me. for another 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a passive-aggressive attack uh, there. It is a passive-aggressive attack. <laughs> okay. um, Tom, don't pay attention to her. I'll cut that part out. Yeah. <laughs> so. so we're... I just remember I was exhausted. I wasn't really thinking about anything at that yeah. point. Also, when I, when we had met. Oh, and were you in fling mode, by the way? Um, I was in. I guess I was in fling mode. Yeah, because yeah. I, I was at a point of uh, I had just broken up with a girlfriend like about a couple weeks before that. All right. And in I, anticipation of the trip, or no, no, it just the relationship had come to a just a bad close. Okay. And um, I was exhausted from my master's degree because yeah. I had just decided to take my master's and route to the PhD mm-hmm. and I was going to leave the program. Yeah. And I was taking a gamble also on a project I worked on for a year and my professor had told me, if you come back during September, which was three months away yeah. from when this rally started, he was like, and that project comes through while you're gone, I'm giving it to somebody else. That would have meant my PhD project's gone. Wow. So I was taking a gamble doing this rally second time that's a big gamble actually it was it was a huge gamble so i was at a point of just like relief and stress and just like i you know i just got done driving through southern england and it's like you think it would be really relaxing it was nice but my mind still wasn't yeah. there yet mm-hmm. so when we met i was i was probably more or less exhausted that's so you're why just like I, that's why whatever she, she she was she amber comes up to me and i'm like where's your accent from it's not from here Oh no! Well, I was so put off by that. I was yeah. like, "What do you mean?" Yeah. It's like he's like, "Well, obviously, it's not from here." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like England. Oh. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah, England, where we were. My my apologies, sorry. And uh, now, did his lack of interest, you. Amber, then make you say like, "Hmm, there's something here," make you want to pursue him because he yeah. wasn't immediately like all over you? Um, I mean, it wasn't even that. I was just mostly kind of like, I was like, "Oh, he's like so moody and like sour." I was like. He's so dark and distant. Mostly, yeah. I just I love people who are like really off putting because I'm like I'm gonna make you love me. 
Mm. <laughs> Have you met John? Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, hey. But not even in like a romantic sense, but just kind of be like, look, we're going to be friends and you're going to love it. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, I see. So you need for people to like you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Okay. So it's like, but if they like you, then you hate them. Yeah. No, it's just like. And then like, when they hate you, then it's just you a want kudos and I can you. like gather them around me and I can show the person who's like friendless to be like, come, come join us. No. Like, come be my friend. I'm so great. Were you cool in high school or were you homeschooled? Is that the vibe that I'm giving off right now? It's like, God, that bitch is homeschooled. (laughs) It's not your fault. I didn't even mean that as a joke. Canadian schools are the same level as American homeschools. That's why everything's free. You know why? Because this is is my racism because you're like, oh, like uh, British Columbia, a lot of camping. I'm like, oh, maybe you grew up like in the wilderness. (laughs) (laughs) She did grow up in Canada. Yeah. Canada is just always on the verge of wilderness. Yeah, it's you know? wilderness. <laughs> it's That's why they just keep trying to chop down trees. Every and day we start off just chopping the vines off the cars, yeah. right? That's how we get to work. Wait, right? there's vines. It's not a tropical climate, though. Well, well it's she like the winter vines. Yeah. yeah, winter uh, vines. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway. I guess like <laughs> so you were like yeah. mm, so you immediately was, took it as a challenge no it was like I was just I was I was interested right mm-hmm. and uh, and then we kind of we talked for a like bit. we kind of talked mm-hmm. a little bit and he he mostly kept to himself until mm-hmm. the day like the starting day of the rally oh really you didn't yeah. talk to like uh, but um, your friend did maybe will will was yeah. will was a bit will's will's pretty sociable yeah um there are times where i'll just shut down and like i i just become like very sleep introvert, in the introverted oh, okay. yeah um but like we we came back what july july 5th or something like that i can't remember when the launch date was exactly but it was yeah. like two days later after we arrived yeah and we left uh the beginning of the second week of july mm-hmm. and we were at bodium castle and everybody's at the starting line. All these cars are lined up to go across the stage, and that's where they wish you off or whatnot. Yeah, and that's what they call it. The yeah, yeah they send you off. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. No, I'm just asking because you said wish you off. I was like, I haven't heard I don't that know before. Why I used that word? Okay. Yeah, I liked that. I was like, wish you yeah. off. It's a British. Well, story, I mean, yeah. mostly it was like it was crazy. It was this massive party, and they had like a fucking electro dance yeah. vibe shit yeah. going on. I at just, a very underappreciated landmark in the world that. Castle is like, Bodium Castle was actually voted one of like the hundred places you should visit before you die. Really? Yeah. What's um, so great about it? I don't know. It's a castle. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds wonderful. <laughs> yeah. It's like guys, this is amazing. I have no idea why. <laughs> oh my god, there's a moat. Like, um, but uh, really, what happened is, I mean, that was the day we actually like. That was the day we talked. We we started like we actually met met mm. and um and he was just like standing over by the bus. He had his, Being all surly and stuff. Yeah. yeah, he had his like shirt tied up around his head. Put my T-shirt on my head. Like, well, you were in your gypsy face. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I had my I had my T-shirt hanging off, and I'm sitting there trying to work on my tan he's lines. Like, he's trying and to even out his tan. I'm like, what are you Wait doing? Wait a minute, you were trying to work on your tan lines? I was trying to work on my tan. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, so I go over there. When and did it become the 1980s? <laughs> he was in Europe, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a, that's a touchy topic now, right now with England. You know what? Now I understand why people thought that you and Will were lovers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will wasn't walking around with his shirt off. <laughs> of course not. He was exfoliating. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, but I go up there and I'm kind of like, like, what's up with your shirt? And he's like, oh, we're good. <laughs> 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 oh, 
working on my tan here. I'm working on my tan lines. I was like, well, you should probably put sunscreen on the darker parts of you. I'm Other- working on my tan lines. <laughs> Otherwise, everything is going to kind of but, like continually get darker, yeah. but not at the same rate. Yeah. And, uh, he, and he just goes, yeah, I'll be okay. But she, <laughs> she thought like, I was joking the whole time, but I, I was did. dead serious. I, I kind of think you're joking now. <laughs> <laughs> now it's joke. Yeah. But like then I was like, what was I thinking? And so like, yeah. and so we just kind of, we kind of started talking and then I know that it was like, it was daylight when we started talking and then when we kind of like. Because of the tanning. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I, was, I was moon tanning. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, uh, and then by the time we kind of like, we stopped, it was like, it was nighttime and. Uh, oh, so you talk. So then there was an immediate like, well, not an immediate, but then you were like, mm-hmm. Well, and then well, yeah, we, my group got too drunk yeah. that they couldn't set up um, our tent guys. because Man. we all had a shared tent. Oh, okay. It was like a oh, you guys don't sleep in the car? Um, no. Well, we I mean, did you, if you want to be like... Really uncomfortable. Oh, is it okay? It's yeah. a school bus. So like, no, for yeah. them, but ours was a Kia Picanto. Yeah. Oh, so that's huge. It's yeah. a Kia Picanto. <laughs> I've never even it's heard like, of that. It's, right, a, so it's a... It's like a UK brand or oh, something. To give yeah. you give you some background, some of the vehicles you would see there. Yeah, none of these vehicles are prepared for like off road rallying. Oh yeah, All that's of them, the point of it. It yeah. literally is. It is your generic commuter car that somebody drives your Honda Civic or whatnot, and oh. you drive it through these terrains that the car was never built to traverse. And the point is to do it so low buck. Like don't be, don't come prepared. Yeah. Matter of fact, if you camp out of your car and you bring nothing with you. That is the true adventure. So it's kind of like really? the, the 24 yeah. hours of lemons for rallying. Yeah, but except you're going to drive 10,000 miles. Yeah. Isn't it Le Mans? Lemons. They have, some, they have a spin on it called the it's 24 lemons. hours of lem, lemons. But lemons. is that what you were talking about? Yeah, 24 hours of lemons. Yeah. Oh, really? It's so a $500 the, limit. Because once you leave Ulaanbaatar, there is nothing. Mm-hmm. It is a vast landscape. Equal number of population. 1.5 million people live in the city. 1.5 live in the vast landscape that is Mongolia. Yeah. It is a. There are no roads to that city. It's no. all desert. How roads. many like rest areas do they have? They're, they're not really there. It's like a little village. <laughs> yeah, there. I mean, there's. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, they have. Uh, I mean, I just. You, you, I remember. You, you're gonna go complain to the Mongolia mm. DOT? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We, um, it's like I expect to see like you know like a Cinnabon or an Arby's yeah. here you know. I have a very <laughs> small bladder. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Okay. I do. Yeah. And um. So would and you having would you guys like pee what like in a bottle or with the cars moving? Have you ever tried Trucker peeing bombs? in a bottle with a vagina? Yeah. Tony. It's called the trucker bomb. Oh, is it? Yeah. No, they make one for women. I saw like in yeah, the hammock yeah. or something. Oh, a shiwi? shiwi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See? Yeah. So why are you, why are you talking <laughs> yeah. to me like I'm crazy? Okay, because you know what? It's like, no, I'm not going to go out and like, okay, first of all, you have to be standing to use a shiwi. Yeah. All right? Okay. You can't be sitting. And you got to like take your pants And you have off. to like, t- yeah. okay. Honestly, you know what? Okay. This whole trip, I'm gonna I'm gonna share a secret. Can we just with you leave guys? some to the, the imagination? This is your choice. <laughs> like I'm just Our audience is very unimaginative. They want to hear uh, explicit theater details. of the mind on this one, guys. Yeah, okay. Right. Don't use my words against me, Tom. <laughs> Tony, I need I to listen hear this to the secret. podcast. Yeah, Jim, have you? Anyway, Tom, quit quit ruining the podcast. Amber, continue, please, oh. with great detail. I just okay. It's really hard as a woman to uh-huh. have to like go out and like pee normally out in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Okay, the wilderness is not built for women uh-huh. because there's like shrubs that only go up to your ankles, mm-hmm. and you're kind of like, where am I gonna hide behind? And you're uh, like, okay. oh look, this one's dense. Like this group of shrubs is denser than this one over there. Yeah, everyone can still see you. Like from the next town over. Oh, okay. All right. So there's no like dignified way of peeing. So you have to pee quickly and you have to just kind of like 
swallow your pride a little bit mm. and because of that you get then a little, pee it out you get a little slapdash mm-hmm. which means that most of that trip i had peed on my shoes like they were just urine soaked by the time I got to. What you would just stand there and pee on your pee? No, no. But you know what? Sometimes there's like physics involved, right? You have to pick like like a hill so that the pee is going away from you. Oh, okay. You also have to get low, and sometimes you can't. You like it's like I'm not standing and peeing on myself, but yeah. it's like sometimes you like pee on your shoes. <laughs> you brought yellow shoes. I didn't. Sometimes I wore sandals, and that was also really awful. Right? Okay, I just thought of a solution to this maybe oh, this is also like a, uh, because i'm just gonna say yeah. like just because like you know they're not traditional not western toilets yeah um so a lot of them are just the squatter toilets. they're squatting yeah. toilets oh trust me i went to a, i stayed at my grandmother's for yeah. months on end in india i know ex- yeah exactly so exactly you, what you're talking but about but you don't squat on a toilet facing the door at least not for women. Mm-hmm. It's you have to actually have the door behind you so that your stream can go forward mm-hmm. because that's where it catches everything. Yeah. But that's not what you're used to. Kind of like just yeah. like you want to be able to watch your like make sure that you know no one's gonna come in because they don't have locks on their doors. Yeah, either. someone's got your six. So yeah, so. exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, and so that took probably about like three quarters of the trip to realize. Mm. So that also meant that you know it's like. And then you have to pay for toilet paper and you have to pay for extra toilet paper because you're peeing on their tile oh, yeah. instead of like getting it into the actual squad. That was something very, they do, they do charge very and common it's like, and you go in and you, and you're like, Oh, look at that nice, sweet old lady standing outside the bathroom. That's so odd. Mm. Yeah. And then you realize that, no, she is like the bearer of the toilet paper. The attendant. And, yeah. um, Ooh. and if you don't pay her, then she like will yell at you and, um, and like, a lot of the times we were just driving through, which meant that we didn't have local currency. And I would just like, I would just like throw change at her. Just, yeah. to, you know, just like whatever it. Couldn't you have just used that as toilet paper? Um, bounce the, it the off metal? real mean. No, like the metal, you, like the coins. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Did you think that like she wasn't worth handing it to her? You just had to throw no, it No, it was like, it was mostly just like I had to pee so badly. I've been holding it because I was driving with like three guys too. Mm. And, um, and you know, they're... Do you, like, flick it up in the air with your thumb, like, real cool behind no, your back? I, 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 like, spread it on the ground, like, 50-card pickup, and yeah. I was like, get it. <laughs> so, Tom, tell us about how you peed now. Yeah, sorry. Um, that was standing the- up. Yeah, see? It's great to be a guy, let me yeah. tell you. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, your relationship. We're, oh, we're, yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Did your cars travel together? Like, no. Were you, like, no. How does no. that work during a rally? So, did, like... So are there convoys that kind of power. So up? some people will convoy. So like the day we left at Bodium Castle, yeah, like uh, everybody camps out and everybody wakes up in a drunken stupor for the most part. And they're like, I can't believe I've chosen to do this. And you leave and then you. Everybody you, in my group slept outside. Oh yeah. They had yeah. slept outside and they were just, yeah. they were dog tired. Yeah. So we end up, we, we, everybody leaves and uh, our bus was really slow, like 55 miles an hour is like top speed. It was a short bus? 18 seat. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was short bus. Yeah. Bus. Yep. That did qualify. Okay. Um, and we we didn't have anybody that convoyed with us really because we drove so slow because that bus took oh, forever to get the speed. But like maybe like Amber, like your guys might have had a chance to convoy people. We convoyed a little bit, um, more so in the last leg of mm-hmm. the trip. Yeah. I mean, there was like you know three full grown men in the car, and then our bus was a psychological torture experiment. Where Will and I, Will and I constantly referred to it that way, 
and it like eventually you got Stockholm syndrome that you're like, I can't leave this place. This is a great place. But you you you're on the bus with nine people or no, sixteen people to start with. Yeah. Sixteen pe- sixteen full grown adults on a bus that normally carries kindergartners. So wait, oh I didn't realize like who are these all these other people? All right. They so were valley veterans. Yeah. You got So these are people that Sarah and Don yeah. reached out to yeah. to like gather onto this trip. And so their whole job in the rally is just to sit there? Yeah. Well, everybody, like, all right, so everybody's on the bus, and you're like, so you're going to sit there. But, like, you know, some people had better skills at dealing with other people. Like, yeah. Dave, for example, we got pulled over countless times in Romania and Slovakia. This guy, he's a cop in England. Mm-hmm. I heard he get, we get pulled over once, and Don and him and go off the bus. I, didn't, I never saw anything that transpired, but all I know is it came back, and Don was like, this guy is a damn hero. He's like, the cops come, like, you know you were speeding? He's like, in a bus? He's like, come on, buddy. We're cops. He's like, I ain't paying you 800 bucks. That's what he asked for. He's like, no oh, way. Yeah. yeah. They, so like they would ask. US. So it was all about bribes. Oh, it was something about some, oh, no, some kind of like sticker. They we, we weren't properly registered in their country. He's like, I'm yeah. not paying 800 bucks. Yeah. And he's like, how about a photo? And you get a photo, and they're like, we're good. Selfie, that's good. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, but was that a common thing going through all the countries, like having to pay bribes and stuff yeah. like that? Some people were suckers on the trip, like uh, some of the more novice people. Some people I just never travel, and they would just pay tons of bribes. Bribes. Oh, um, really? Like people I mean, burn up like hundreds of we dollars. We budgeted for bribes. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. And so, how many cars break down by this point? Um, because so, like you said none of these cars are designed for the road. So maybe if you get like a, we were talking about legs earlier. So we yeah. said like England. So first leg starts off like you start in England, and then like it's like two, you get like two days, and you make it to Klonova in the Czech Republic called the checkout party. Mm-hmm. Clever word. So we met up in Czech. Yep. Yeah. And then Kl- Klonova like, sounds like like an Eastern European uh, PN like STD. Oh, it was like a <laughs> like castle. I, yeah, like it's a castle Klonova. next to a military silo with a rave. Was it better than Bodium Castle? Yes. Yes. You just said Bodium Castle was the best. I well, well I mean the party was better. According to the internet. <laughs> In according to the internet. Okay. Yeah. But like we like we we met we, then we met up again in Klonova yeah and uh, oh, Klonova. We, uh, you said Klotovi. I, <laughs> I, I look all right so uh, Amber yeah. hey now I had a lot of the free beer yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we hang out I was looking for him oh you oh, were yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was I was so and I was just like oh it's like maybe they're down by the bus yeah. and so, so I like knocked on yeah. the. On the door. Yeah. They were, yeah we we end up we end up hanging out for the night, like Will, her, and I, and we're like taking all these pictures around the finish line, looking stupid, being drunk. So and, was there a vibe by this point, or was it more like Amber Tom vibe more than a Tom Amber vibe? I say there's a vibe between mean? us. Meaning, like, who was more interested in the other? Oh well, I mean, at that point, it's like when we would meet up. Neither one like, of us had like explicitly stated this, Tony. It was just like, well, I know you're not. That's what yeah. I'm doing right now. Yeah. 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 Like Amber was on the hunt. Yeah, I was, yeah. but it's like, but we hadn't slept together. Like, we didn't sleep together at no, all. No, I wasn't going about that. Uh, <laughs> God, slow, yeah. slow down. Like, what are you trying to imply, Tony? <laughs> uh, I'm not. Amber's like, you know, ratcheting it into like temp gear. I'm implying that Amber's a predator and you were the prey. Oh yeah. Whoa. Oh, Where's right. Chris Hansen? That's yeah. all I want to know. <laughs> He's an adult man. He can yeah. take care of himself. I love Thank how you, you said adult. That's so cute. He's an adult man. Yeah. Sometimes that sounds like a cacophony in my ears. Mm-hmm. She says cacophony instead of cacophony. <laughs> I know. It's cacophony. I like that. Yeah, it's like you, I learned would you it like from some, reading. Would you okay, like some decals on your car too? What? Decals. Decals. Oh, decals. Wow, really? Did you learn these pronunciations when you were homeschooled? 
<laughs> in the jungle Jesus. of the north. Yeah. Okay, like I'm just gonna say, decal just sounds better. I don't understand your decal issue. Okay, decal is actually how we say it in Canada. This isn't just me fucking uh, up. Yeah. I'm serious. Oh, so you do that too, though? You like mess up pronunciations otherwise? Okay, in Canada, they still actually say. Cacophony. That's a good cover, though. You can just say, oh, like if you mispronounce a word, you can just say, I'm Canadian. Oh well, in yeah. Canada, <laughs> yeah. you know, best excuse. Obviously, you Canada. uncultured swine. Yeah, <laughs> So, so we yeah we met at Clunova hanging out and whatnot and mm-hmm. um, so you're I, like hey mm-hmm. yeah yeah no, no. it's so uh, I, end up, I, end up, I end up having I end up having hay fever and I end up passing out because yeah. I just can't even breathe and I just was dying all this hay yeah and waking up every night or every every hour and just like. Every hour, something crazy is going on inside the tent because people are just partying at that rave in the missile silo. They're like so, jumping on top of the bus. Oh, yeah, there are people on top of the bus. Oh, yeah. so, so let me let me ask you, like, you know, the traveling, how many hours a day do you drive on a regular day? From sunup to sundown. But what is that psychologically, like the people you... Because I can't imagine, like, if I go on vacation with somebody, usually there's always a point where you start hating, you know, everybody so, starts oh, hating yeah, each other. But and the thing is, is like, you're not on vacation yeah. when you're doing this, right? It's like, it's not... You're not? So it's. I mean, it doesn't feel like, like a vacation. It doesn't like feel it, like it at all because yeah. it's you know the it's deal an is it's like all no. of a sudden it's okay. like you wake up in the morning and you're like what are the tasks we need yeah. to do today? It's like we need to get okay. food, we need to get internet, we need to get a place to sleep. So, so anyway, so vom- you're sick. You're she's partying having, up. I'm at having a vom- great time. Yeah. Yeah. She's like she's like I love Vama Veche. Great mm-hmm. place. I didn't know what it was called. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great name. It was it was a I got to say. uh Ro- the Romanian language. It was right on the beach. Yeah. It was beautiful. It's like so, sand so amazing. Yeah. I did jump in that thing to try and like, I was like, I will get rid of this illness. I will somehow drown it oh, out. So anyway, so you're continuing on. Like at what point, how far through the rally are you at this point? So um, you're we are day four. four. Okay. Yeah. In so Romania? You're, you're, not even, yeah. you're not even a week into this most likely five to six week venture for you. That's how long it takes? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought this was like ten days. No, 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 no. Oh, For, is it because drive you're, you're that doing, far? Yeah, you're doing ten thousand miles. Also, we did a like my group did a southern route, so we went down into Turkey. Like, what's the, what's the danger in this? You know what I mean? Like being by Death. yourself. No, well, I mean, I know the <laughs> ultimate danger, but I mean, like, you know, like on a scale of like, you know, this type of rally. I know the Morocco one was probably more dangerous, but. Like I'm like on a scale of one to ten, ten being death, <laughs> and one being like, hey, this is just like so going to the mall. It depends on what country you choose to drive through. Yeah. Yeah. So like for example, um, I'm I'm just gonna try to do like maybe a thirty thousand foot perspective quickly. Yeah. Give us a little roadmap. Okay. So like okay, we're flying over the map, guys. Yeah. So you're like, uh, you could start in England and just drive through Russia. It'll take you yeah. a week. And it'll take you a week. There was mm. one team I remember the first year we did it in 2012. They had a van. They had eight guys in it, and they just rotated out, and they just mm-hmm. drove all through the night and day, and they made it there in like seven days. The problem with that concept, mm-hmm. you show up at the finish line, the finish line Nobody's hasn't even there. been yeah. built. Mm. It hasn't even come oh. to fruition yet, because you start six weeks before, like, well, the the first finish line party is four weeks after the start date, yeah. and then there's the fifth week and the sixth week. If you show up before the fourth or after the sixth, there's not a party normally, because okay. they just had to pick kind of a range. And... These like if you show up that first week like nobody even from the adventurous is there. I was That's one awesome. of those guys to start there and like do it. I remember I showed up with Will and those two English guys and we're like, there's two cars here. Who the hell showed up? Yeah, and we're like bunch of idiots. The problem is you do that, you miss all of the adventure. Mm-hmm. Mm. You miss the opportunity to meet people. Yeah, your car breaks down. You meet people. You learn how to speak some Russian or something. You learn how to say thank you or you learn how to just bargain with somebody and stay out of their house or whatnot. Yeah. Like, 
those kind of things are the things you take to your grave after this story, right? Mm -hmm. So, anywho, the 30,000 foot perspective was like, you could drive through Russia in a week from England. So, Amber and I and our bus and her car and a bunch of people have take, they normally go from England to the Czech Republic, Czech Republic to Romania. And then from there, people would, you had the Caspian Sea in the way. So you could drive north and stay in like Poland and Ukraine and go into Russia and then Kazakhstan. And then there's like a bunch of stands from the Soviet Union people don't know mm-hmm. about normally like Turkmenistan and Uzbekistan and Tajikistan. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Kyrgyzstan. Mm-hmm. Yes. That shelf Understand. just below that is Iran, Afghanistan, and Pakistan. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to tell you guys I knew none of this stuff yeah. until I did like when I did the first trip, yeah. I remember driving into Tajikistan and they were in a civil war and Will and I were like we're like driving toward that country and I was like we're going where and we need an autonomous permit to drive through a landmine field. Yeah. And yeah. he was like he was like oh yeah, you're you're signed up for that. So 30,000 foot perspective. You have all these maps. We instead of driving south, Amber they they were in Romania, they drove toward Turkey. So that's that's in the way. Yeah. So in the a, way. Yeah, it's we a didn't, bit, we didn't, it's a tiny but big country. We didn't, yeah. We yeah. and Azerbaijan is higher up, isn't it? No, it's like right there, smack in the middle. Oh yeah, of, no. Uh, what am I talking about? We yeah. drove through it. So, um, so yeah, yeah they, so, so yeah, we went into Turkey, and then from Turkey we went up into Azerbaijan. Yeah. Azerbaijan, we crossed the Caspian Sea mm-hmm. into Turkmenistan. Yeah. Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan, Uzbekistan, so you Kazakhstan, can take, Russia, and then Mongolia. So yeah. you can take a ship. So who took the more dangerous route between the two of you? Um, I mean, they were stuck in Kazakhstan for so long. Mm-hmm. So yeah. here's another side of it. What vehicle have you taken? So it's almost like a duration type of truck. You, Someone, there, did. Somebody did. Yeah. somebody did. Somebody did. Somebody did. Somebody had one called the Rolling Cones <laughs> or something like that. And oh, that's his, a good name. His his <laughs> yeah. His it, I, the guy's uh, Joe Pyrek. His truck illegally imported into that's Germany. Right. It's illegal in Germany. It, Germany. So he got it in through the north or something like that. Interpol's looking for this guy, but he was like, "Well, going to the checkout party. He's leaving Germany. Going to the checkout party. Party's up. Leaves the EU. He's out of the EU. They can't find him. He's going to Ukraine. Who wants to go there? So at what point? We're gonna check all these facts, by the way. And if you got any of them wrong, that's okay, right. Getting John is a show fact checker. Um, anyway, okay, so I can like, I can guarantee Sam is Uzbekistan and Kyrgyzstan. That was so a joke. Don't <laughs> week six. We're not gonna check any of this. That's like, a joke by the time too. Week okay. six <laughs> is like my team gets to Mongolia. Oh. And uh, and then Tom's already been there, yeah. and so okay. we meet up again. I see. And um, and we see each other for like fifteen yeah. minutes. Yeah. And uh, and then he leaves. I I would. Um, yeah, that's like I mean, if you just sum it up that quick. Yeah. And then we don't talk. Like we kind of talk on like Facebook for a little bit because he had he was heading to Russia and then Japan. Yeah. After that. So wait, were you guys like at the end of the rally? Were you like? Oh, okay. Well, I'm definitely gonna. See, we're definitely gonna see each other again. Or it's like, hey, nice meeting you. Well, he kissed me at the end of the rally. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So, so we we met for nice. like a like a. That was that was cute. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it was adorable. But then he leaves, and I'm just like. Did I you just say that was adorable? I yeah. Was, <laughs> I was preparing I myself. Sure. I was like getting. I was like, yeah, I like made it to the finish line. It's gonna be so. I bought a razor. Mm-hmm. I hadn't like shaved my legs. <laughs> In six uh, weeks, it was like a shag carpet, and I was wow. coming in with a lawnmower. Like, <laughs> so how? Long, like, I bought a razor in Russia. She bought a cheap okay. Russian <laughs> razor. Wow. It was premeditated, and then like yeah, I see him for fifteen minutes, and he leaves, and I'm like, well, fuck this. I, yeah. Wait, I mean, did you shave your legs before or after you saw him? I before. Oh, okay. Yeah, before yeah. it was like it, we we hadn't like washed any of our clothes. We hadn't showered. Oh yeah. And so I, so like, you guys smell pretty right. So well, I was like we, washing my clothes in the shower I, when we got to the hotel. And then, I did see her before the party. Yeah. Mm. And she she that wasn't was she wasn't feeling too hot about it. I didn't know that, but like. 
when she came across the finish line, we were a couple of us were I out fell there. Fell in like out. farm runoff the night before. Yeah. What is farm runoff? It's like oh, it's water. Bad. Yeah, like like, uh, the, like the water that comes off of a farm. It's full okay. of like manure and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I see. So, yeah, it was. Um, there's a couple rivers you have to traverse sometimes, or like just streams in Russia or in, uh, car got stuck. in Mongolia. Mongolia. In one because it's kind of like near flood season for them. Mm-hmm. So some people gotta get towed through them. Um, if also, you have a, it was a detour, yeah. and the river ran yeah. right through the detour, yeah. only in Mongolia. Yeah. Um, and How many times planning. have I said that very thing? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, I see, so, you, I see you at the finish line. I slipped and I fell in this farm runoff, yeah. and oh. then we all had to sleep yeah. in this musty, wet car because yeah. it had flooded. Mm. Um, I didn't I didn't know that she was feeling self-conscious about it at all. Yeah. I just, I just it gave wasn't her, about just gave her self-consciousness. Mm-hmm. It was the fact that we all reeked. Yeah. And, like, Did you notice the smell, Tom? I think I didn't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> I think I held my breath. Right. <laughs> I gave her, I gave her a hug. And I, I was just like, I was happy to see her. All the way up to my neck, yeah. and it was like. Dead I didn't notice summer. that. I was like, man, yeah. she's got to be hot in that like, <laughs> jumper. Like, <laughs> and like, and I'm like, please, oh my god, don't let yeah. me see anyone. Like, I don't want to like. It's like I don't want to see anyone I know, yeah. mm-hmm. and then there he comes uh, out the door, and I'm like, "Oh, hey, hi!" And he's like, "Hey, how's it going?" And he like gives me a hug, and I'm like, "I wish you wouldn't." Yeah. <laughs> but then, like you know, I guess like a, it was like a couple days later. No, it was that night. That night was yeah. it? That was the <laughs> I can't even remember because you were my time. Five years back, later, yeah. it was an hour ago. <laughs> oops. <laughs> Can I use oops in that context? Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that night, the that's the party, and we see party, each other yeah. for 15 minutes, give you a kiss, and then we, Will and I leave, mm-hmm. and... You were both like, we're going to see each other again. Yeah, but yeah. No, we were like, we'll see what happens. Okay. Um, so it, you it, know, it's... Neither of us were really, like, looking for... Like, fling a, mode. Like, you a gotta, relationship, yeah. right? Like, that's... I was... All right, I was... Uh, but we were both interested. Yeah. Kurt, so what did you like about each other? Tom first. Oh, I... Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just jump to the Kyrgyzstan thing? No. What? Yeah, just uh, you can do that later. I'm cutting this out. What do you like about me? Huh? What do you like about me? Do I have to think about in that time period or now? Yeah, no, at that time. You're like, I want to see this girl again. I just thought she was sweet and I was like, I thought she was pretty. I was like, I want to, it's like, I want to get to know her. Mm -hmm. So, Amber, besides we know about the master's degree, but. Well, that was most of it. Mm -hmm. Um, No, uh, we just, you know what? I was just really surprised about. how well we talked together um Mm. especially like that first night and uh and we just got into like some like really interesting topics that like weren't as superficial as i was expecting Mm -hmm. and um and so that really kind of like kept me along Mm -hmm. um and uh and i mean then once we both got back into like north america um, yeah, we I remember, started kind of like Facebooking and then Skyping and then, you know, we would like Skype like once a month and then like so once a week and then every day. Well, I end up back in the States, you know, and then I go back to school in September. Yep. And, and did your project come through while you were gone? Uh, it didn't. So okay. it was actually still mine. Okay. But I had taken my master's at that point and, um, an interesting note about that was I will never forget the day that it was like August 8th. Or no, 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 it was, it was <laughs> shit. Wow. That's great. That's great. I'll never, I'll never forget. I'll never forget that day. It was September. It was, it was, uh, God, what was it? It, it was like September. God, I hate this now. Oh, that was, was so it, great. Was it in September or 
I hate all of you guys for ruining all the timelines. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have jumped so far ahead. In You're things. the one that said you'll never forget it. You just said, "Oh, this." You, I know. You know it's, uh, <laughs> I have it's, a, it's a it's a struggle with all these amazing trips. October. Yeah. Um, so no, 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 get away from me. Um, it was like sept- <laughs> it was like sept- it was like September second or first or something. <laughs> never forget. Never forget. <laughs> I just re- I just remember being I just remember being I just remember being in Russia like we were at the the road of bones like there's a fork in the road yeah and it's like it continues on to Vladivostok and like that's the road in the long way around with like Ian McGregor and Charlie Borman mm-hmm. like people that, talk it's about. a travel show yeah yeah it was like a really big deal that happened like two or three years before us. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, they had, like, a ton of equipment to make it around the world. Yeah. I just remember being there and realizing my master's degree was in the mail. Mm. And instead of being at graduation, I decided to be there. And I was, like... It's worth it. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a pretty good way to graduate instead. Yeah. September, the, we started talking, I and back. then I flew yeah. out to go see him mm. in January, January. And then mm. he came out to my graduation... Oh okay. That was and May. That was May 2014. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then. Um, and then we flew. The we, yeah. we we took a bus from uh, May 20 May 2014 after graduation, and we went to BC. Yep. And that's when we met the bus because mm. Washington State's right there. In the Where were you keeping BC. the bus this whole year? They were so, keeping it in Seattle. I worked for a year, and then I moved to Windsor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where you currently reside. Where yeah. I am currently Because you have like some immigration problems or something? Um, It's just a bitch to get into the United States. Mm. So... Um, you gotta get that H-1B still. Yeah. The, or you gotta have a technical degree. I have to... Yeah. I mean, I don't have a... Like my degree is so specialized. Like yeah. there's not really a lot of spots for me here. Yeah. And, um, and if there is, then it means that an employer actually has to sponsor me and pay for my visa, Yeah. which means that they have to go through all this paperwork and say that I am more necessary than any other American. Yeah. Yeah. Who could also be qualified for that job? Yeah, like anybody in the like the engineering or computer programming fields is, are very familiar with H one B visas because, yes. like most uh, like this generation of Indians that came over here, they all have H one B visas, and their companies do go through all that like that paperwork. Well, and, and because it's like my specialization is in ceramics, mm-hmm. yeah, right. Like it's uh, that's a very narrow field, yeah. Um, I, especially one that's not technical ceramics; mm-hmm. it's uh, like fine arts, yeah. Um, so there's only. There's only like so many kind of like job opportunities that kind of can transfer into. Do you wish now you would become a computer programmer instead? I mean, there's a part of me where I'm like, oh, 18 year old Amber, you Mm -hmm. stupid, stupid girl. Mm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, You had no idea what student debt was. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So. You didn't get a ceramic scholarship? Yeah. You weren't on the varsity ceramics team. Funny, funny enough, yeah, no, they, they didn't have a wheel throwing like yeah. Olympics or anything. <laughs> uh, I moved to Windsor so that you know we could like facilitate our relationship better. And yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's better than like a twenty-eight hour drive. Yeah. Fun. Have you ever thought about moving to Windsor, Tom? No, we've talked about like mm. Toronto or something. No, okay. I, yeah. I wouldn't want to stay in Windsor. You know, because no, you don't like Windsor. Yeah, I, it's it has its charm. So, what kind of art do you do, Amber? You say ceramics, but what does that specifically mean? Um, well, it's well, I was trained in ceramics. Okay. Um, so unfortunately, there's not like a plethora of ceramicists in Windsor that yeah. I've been able to find. There's a pretty small community. But when um, you say ceramics, I'm very uninformed about art. So, so. I um like in 
Is that sculpture or making like pieces of like pottery or in a layman's term? Yeah, it's like well, me, I'm a layman. Let me bring it. I'm a lame. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So the work like that I was trained in was like wheel throwing, hand okay. building, um, functional and sculptural. Uh, I've been out of school now for about two years, yeah. and uh, I mean the bitterness is like there still. But, That's what you need as an um, artist. Yeah, it's just like. Just a little self-loathing, but also yeah. bitterness just towards the institution. <laughs> really? Is it like, what do you mean the institution? I mean, the, the institution of art college. Oh, okay. I think it's... Um, this is interesting. How so? Like, the way... Do you think they don't prepare you? Like, I do not. It? No, I do oh, not. Okay. It's, uh, I mean, I don't regret going to school for what I did. Yeah. And, um, and I really enjoyed it, and I... Um, I feel like it was the government's money put mm-hmm. to good use. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it's... I was not I was not taught business classes. I don't know how to file my taxes as an independent artist. Mm. I don't like there were no there was no training on like website development or how to like start up your own like LLC or whatever. Yeah. Right? And uh, and because of that it's is because the system is actually based off of studio art. And studio art um like really came out of after uh like improv no i wish yeah yeah. (laughs) um but it was like it came after um i think it was like the second world war right so you have veterans coming in it was like the first or the second or both i don't know it's but it's like it has so much to do with veterans so they come in because once they came back um home their schools were subsidized and um, oh yeah like the gi bill that's right and ceramics is actually was taught on the same levels as carpentry um as a like as a technical skill yeah yeah. and um and so you have all these like studio potters and it's great now because you know they don't have to they don't have people ordering them around they have something that they can like live off of yeah but that means that once they leave their training they're still getting government stipends coming in so, you know, it's like, oh, well, if you don't make any money, that's fine because the government's still going to help you. Yeah. It's like you can set up your studio in your garage and um, and you can do what you love and like still be OK. Um, you know, now it's not feasible in yeah. that way. And uh, oh, but you're saying that that whole like infrastructure is based still around that is still there. Oh, it's like that's interesting. it's like we're, I, I was trained to be a studio artist. Yeah. But I mean, I. I have I've accrued all of this debt now. Yeah. That means that my options are now very limited. Mm-hmm. In terms of like if I were to do ceramics, yeah. right? Cuz I I can't afford a kiln right now and I can't afford studio time right now. How much is studio time? Um when I was in Calgary, it was $100 for 12 hours. Okay. And um What is there a facility in Windsor or Not that I've found okay. as of yet. You know, it's interesting you talk about that because we've talked about that a lot in improv like people with this is that there's this kind of weird thing with art and commerce. You have a specific reason, like meaning like the, the war and everything. But I think a lot of that is true is that like even in improv, you see like this real lack of organization. People don't know how to like monetize or even get paid. It's almost considered, especially like I say this is a music, but in art too, it's almost like if you know too much about business, you're seen as a sellout. Well, it's, um, I don't, I had a really great teacher actually once when yeah. I was in my first year and she goes, be sellouts. It's like, be paid for what you're doing. Yeah. You deserve it. And, um, but I think uh, on the other side of it too, is that our society isn't necessarily built 
to be both at one time. Like, yeah. um, if you're, if you're artistic, um, you know, it's like, you can only be artistic. So is that something you want to pursue then? Or like, what's your, your plan? Do you like, I want to learn about business or you're like, I'm going to give ceramics like this many years and well know. i mean right now i'm not even making things out of ceramics yeah. i've been teaching myself how to embroider yeah um, tom said that on the last episode yeah uh, i mean mm-hmm. it's 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 cheaper it's uh it's more affordable and yeah. it's like you know i think that if if you're an artist then you go about trying to find ways to uh do what you love and like however you can yeah um what's your dream though if you can I mean, ideally, like, like my dream of like where I would be in 10 years or yeah, like as an artist, as an artist, do you, do you, do you use the word dream or I mean, goal, I think goal is, is more kind of substantial. Right. I think, I think in terms of dream, like, you know, fair enough. It's just interesting. You go to sleep, you have a dream and you wake up and you forget it. Right. We were talking about that. Mm -hmm. It's, um, it's something that we've talked about because we both have interest in artistic endeavors. It's just, yeah. I think like what I would I would love to do is like ideally when I went to art school it's like I always wanted to work in a museum. Hmm. Like I really love history and I really love um, the social implications of art. Yeah. Okay. Now we shift. I know I rambled. No, no, no. We're shifting the timeline here. (laughs) So Tom, after the you're back at Clemson after the rally, you got your project. I mean, so when I got back to Clemson, my professor said that my project had. It never came through, but things had developed. Yeah. And he's like, well, it's it's up to you if you want to stay. And at that point, I was three years in. I had been in the PhD program. I had passed all the exams, qualifiers, everything. Yeah. I, I was like way ahead of schedule. Yeah. Most people do their master's in two years, then look at the PhD. I came in direct PhD, and I did everything in the first couple months, and yeah. I was in. Yeah. So that whole time, when I was there for three years, I was working for that PhD, but it just projects never stayed Mm -hmm. um it was a relatively new program so if you ever if you guys ever go to get a grad degree i would probably suggest you go to a more established school and that way you can make sure that the the funding will be there so your so the issue was that your phd project your thesis or your dissertation dissertation your dissertation it when you say it didn't come through, what do you mean by that? The funding for it? So like you'll have, so it's like a lot of industry support when you're doing engineering. That's okay. why people normally get paid. Yeah. So you're like a really low cost engineer for them. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. So, if so you're, you, get, you get a nice stipend. I didn't know that. But, but you don't get a stipend like the salary you get, engineers, like yeah. people think, oh yeah, you have steady income as an engineer, a lawyer, it's not a doctor, enough to like whatever. live yeah. on. Really. Yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. It's just, um, you can, you get the... The tuition's knocked down, and you still have to take some loans out. Okay, like I did. So, but it didn't. So the the projects didn't. The funding didn't come. They through. They would get fickle. Like I mean, you're talking like what? Uh, 2010 to 2013. People are still coming out of that economic uh, recession. Yeah, and uh, funding would sway. So you decided you're not going to do it. I came back and I was in debate for about a week, and then I said I was like, I got my master's. I um, I finished that rally and I had met a friend who had taken his master's and he had said, I would stick with the rally thing you're doing. You're having a lot more fun with that and take the master's. You can probably do the same things you're doing with that that you would do with a PhD. Yeah. He couldn't have been more right. Mm. A lot of my colleagues. So I, I I decided to leave. Yeah. I decided to leave Clemson uh, sometime mid October. Yeah. Yeah, late mid October I decide, and then early November, November seventeenth, I or 
15th. I listen. No, no, no. I got, I got general terms. No, 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 no. Okay. No, no, no. I got these dates. These okay. dates I got. It's not important. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I remember. I, I just remember <laughs> the 17th because it was a big deal. It was like I left and I came up here and then I lived with a friend of mine that was a roommate in undergrad. Yeah. And uh, I lived with him for like a month and a half. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's all one exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, early January. You're the devil. <laughs> the right, now we're going to talk. Now we're going to talk in general yeah, terms. How, how soon before the yeah. summer stole? But so. uh, <laughs> I mean, the entire time you were an undergrad, that's like, or when you were doing your masters, that's when you were doing stand up, right? Yeah. So, so that, this is when the point when you started comedy. The interesting thing was it wasn't like an ex, ex, explicit handoff. But like when I was in grad school, about the beginning of the, it was the beginning of the second year, mm-hmm. I was like, man, I don't have to TA students because that's how I was going to get my stipend. I was like, I came from a physics and math background, non-engineering and a very applied area. Mm-hmm. I had to teach these guys grad level courses and like be a participant in that. I couldn't stand some of the questions the students would ask. Like, and they were so dry. Science audience, they don't give a damn about your emotions. Yeah. And like, I was feeling pretty alone because I didn't have anybody backing me back at home about this degree. And I was just like, I mean, they were for me, but they they didn't. What know about the, the guy that owned the garage? Don. Don. Yeah. Yeah. Don. Don knew what I was doing, but it's like nobody like they didn't have the academic prowess to go yeah, ahead yeah. and help me out. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what I was getting into financially either. Yeah. So I just remember like that kind of struggle and. I was so you felt very alone. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I I had this epiphany that I was like, I had listened to stand up plenty, and I was just trying. I it somehow I made the connection to go to a look look up local coffee shops, and then I was like, I'm just gonna go here and I'm gonna start watching some stuff, and then I started going enough, and then I started going on stage. So when you, from the beginning you were like, I'm gonna get up there. I was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, at some point, I what was kind of comedy it. did you like? Like growing up, were you a big fan of comedy? Like, who? Like, were there comics that you followed or anything like that? I remember my dad not being a fan of Carlin. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. he was like, "I'm not into this guy." Mm-hmm. And uh, Carlin's now probably one of the biggest influences. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Stewart, uh, Pryor, Pryor was pretty big for me. Yeah, uh, Chappelle, mm-hmm. um, Bill Burr. I know that he's not really mentioned a whole lot. But he is more now. Now, I mean, yeah. yeah, but like he he was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, George Burns actually. Really, I, that's, I that's George, like George Burns was kind of ridiculous. Wow, that's Andrew like Dice yeah. Clay. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like stuff all over the place that. Yeah. Have you heard the day the laughter died? No, that by Andrew Dice Clay. It's a, it's an amazing album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like it wasn't explicit to. It was definitely targeted more toward heavy social issues. I wasn't really good on like the light comics. Yeah. Like I was like, all right, this is way too light and friendly. I was like, I, I can't deal with this, this really clean stuff. Like uh, Jim Gaffigan, like yeah. there's some times where I appreciate him. Yeah. But I was like, ah, he's not my cup of tea. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, he's just not getting into real stuff for me. Yeah. When I was doing stand up, it was definitely, I was going after more short narration, long narration stuff. So more story form, Much like more story rather form. than like a uh, set up punchline. Yeah. Like, Definitely. Okay, can you give us an example of like some of your old material, or do you remember the first joke you ever told? Honestly, I think I remember the first joke I told was about a grilled cheese. Okay, oh, oh super interesting. Heather, yeah, Heather Very hates grilled political. cheese, so she's you, gonna love you it. Yeah, hate grilled cheese. Listen, I've never had a traditional craft singles grilled cheese. Yeah, okay. don't bother. That's bullshit. 
All yeah. right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, no, no, I'm not asking you, like, tell me a joke, make it funny. I'm just, like, asking you, like, in a kind of like a clinical sense. Just, like, you know what I mean? Like, just so we can hear what kind of, like, your... Yeah. Your, your Yeah. I remember, I remember, like, the stand-up, there was a... There's no pressure to be funny. So, Stephen Wright was probably, like... I'll give you the premise of it. Yeah, but I just yeah. remember it was like, is that the period when Stephen Wright was a big influence to me? Yeah. And I still really like listening to him. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I saw him live here. He's still doing some of the same stuff, but I'm like, whatever. He, I believe he did a show at Go Comedy like a couple of years back or something. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what someone told me. But mm-hmm. he was like, I had, I had like, I was trying to go for an, a delivery like just as monotone as his was. Yeah. And, um, but I realized at some point I wasn't trying to force it, and it's just me not laughing at it and just putting the jokes out there yeah. and not getting emotional. And the premise of the grilled cheese joke was the fact that I didn't know how to make a grilled cheese, mm-hmm. so I had come up with the idea of just like toasting the bread and saving the money on the butter, and that way if I toasted it and then I put the bread on a plate and then put the cheese on top of the bread and then put it in the microwave and the cheese melted. And if I pulled the plate out before the cheese actually went ahead and became, uh, it wasn't as sticky, yeah. I would actually go put it together and then bam, I had a grilled cheese. It was just a, it was just toasted bread sandwich. <laughs> and so how did this go over with the audience? I remember people liked it for whatever reason. <laughs> and I did, did you I, tape any of your performances, or I uh, I used to tape record them. Okay, and that to me was even more brutal trying to listen back to because I couldn't see what I was doing. Mm. Like I remember I had a horrible opener for a long time where it was like people would be clapping and like the crowd was like just too rowdy. And like when it was finally like I hear that break, I'd be like I like the clap too. You guys can stop. Yeah, and then that would just blow it up again. And for whatever reason, that timing worked a lot, and I didn't. I never got behind why that happened. But I was like, I'm not going to stop this train. Yeah, like, this is this is working. So how like how often were you doing stand up at this point, or what did you work at your peak? Like, what did you work up to? I remember they had. Um, I was doing two nights a week, mm-hmm. and I was uh, Nick Shaheen and Justin Black, and they were. Um, they were two guys that I got to know pretty well. Yeah, I just remember like I got invited to go with them on some road shows, which would they go to like Asheville, North Carolina, because we were in Greenville, South Carolina. Yeah, and um, I was going. I think it was every Monday night. Yeah, was it? Would you curse and stuff, or was your stuff dirty or clean? I went for more clean. Oh, okay, and like to this day, it's still something I, I struggle to like. I I know that dirty is. I don't know if dirty is where I want to be. I want to be, I want to be with those like uncomfortable topics. Yeah. And I want to be able to tackle those. And yeah. that's what drove me toward comedy was because of that communication. Like it wasn't a desire to be funny as yeah. much as just trying to figure out how to communicate. Like Get a reaction. That just, I wanted to know how, how to put an idea together and mm. not get ahead of myself. Like that's a mm. common thing I try to slow down with on stage. Yeah. Um, so how much time would you uh, work up to? Like, you know, like oh. a, a material, like how many? Uh, five minutes. minutes. Oh, okay. That's what I had. So I had five minutes, Mondays, uh, Mondays with uh, Coffee Underground, and then uh, Thursdays with Habibas. Habibas was a, an Indian restaurant that mm. let us go in there, and the guy was super chill, let us just go in there and blow up his stage. And what was the, like, uh, the audience reception overall? Like, were you bombing or doing well, or...? I was I was in the middle. I was in the middle. I was I was really getting my stuff together over like yeah. a year and a half period or so. Okay. And um it was a little over a year and a half and then like when I left for Clemson uh or sorry, when I left Clemson yeah. after the rallies. Yeah. Um I came up here and I remember I was trying to find I was trying to find stand up. 
Mm. Like I went to like Chaplin's, which is some place that used to exist out in like Clinton Township. Okay, some that people, sounds familiar. Yeah, and it's like I showed up and like I remember there's just some trucker in like the parking lot. I remember this was like January. Yeah, um, or like whatever. We can't do timelines, people. We know this at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's some, it's somewhere. Year. Just give the year. Yeah, it's somewhere around 20, 2013, end okay. of twenty thirteen, early twenty fourteen, okay. and um, uh. I remember I was at Chapman. I was like, "What?" I was like, "Where's the comedy club?" And the guys like, "We're walking to Taco Bell. It's right there." And he's like, "That place is right there." And I was like, "That place is shut down." <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, it used to be a rave <laughs> after the comedy club." And I was like, "Oh, that's yeah. what happened." I met like uh, a couple comics pretty quickly around here, mm-hmm. but like I started doing improv. That January 2014. What, yeah, what led you to improv? Because there's, it's not a normal, I would say, uh, crossover. Like Jim has done it. Like he started out in stand-up and some other people have. But Well, the, the goal, was your goal, Jim, when you started, was it like a communication aspect or was it the interest of comedy? It was interest of comedy and I thought I would do improv to get more comfortable on stage. Okay. What about you? It was still just trying to figure out how to communicate. Like mm. it was, it, there is never the point of like, I want to be the funniest guy in the world. Like that was that wasn't the goal. Now I get self conscious on stage if something didn't land. Sure, but yeah. it was just like, would you get heckled a lot? Um, all? I'll never forget one time. I'll never forget. <laughs> I love that guys. So we'll, we'll keep using that one. I'll Let's never see forget. If we could yeah. Yeah. Tell us the base. Forget. I'll never go. forget, but I can't tell you the date. Uh, <laughs> I, I it was uh at uh the coffee underground yeah and um some guy was in the front with his other friend and he had a shirt that just said angus steak on it and he was like get off the stage you suck and i was like oh my god i was like this is this is is seriously hype it was was in the middle of the show i was given a sweet spot yeah and i got up there and this guy's just like giving me a hard time and I remember I had this epiphany and I thought of Carlin. And if you ever watched like Carlin specials, he has a lot of hype people in the audience that would just say <laughs> some crazy stuff in there yeah. and he just plows right through them. Mm. And I just, that's what I did to that guy. Yeah. And I just remember like, I don't know how, like he was, he was there. He yeah. was there. And the next guy after me is the one that laid into him. Oh, I see. And it, it definitely took energy out of my set. Was part of you going to improv because you felt you weren't quite getting that connection you wanted? Or? So the the basis, a part of the basis was it was still founded in that idea of getting my PhD. Oh, really? Okay, so you were still thinking about the PhD. I was still thinking about it, but at this point I don't think I care anymore. Because yeah. what I, I realized I still want to be relatively good at the i just why don't you just look over there because i'm looking at john John, what are you doing why are you being an asshole i just wanted to look at heather god real cute tony yeah okay anyway (laughs) why do i gotta be an asshole for acknowledging heather because you're you're, everybody it's it's rude to the guest really everybody just agree that heather's cute john damn you John, <laughs> anyway go ahead so it's like this i i just wanted i just wanted to get to a point where i i didn't feel if there's one place i wanted to feel comfortable i wanted to be able to deal with emotionalist scientists in an audience like having a 70 man audience of grad students yeah. who honestly i was certain they were insecure yeah and the reason why they would jump on top of you to stop you in the middle of a lecture 
was just a I just a way to pull that power away from you and bring attention. Grad students do that during lectures. That that stuff definitely existed. Yeah, and I was like, what a trite thing Young to do. Students feeling insecure yeah. about yeah. themselves. No, and I was like, right? I, and science people at that. And I was like, these guys are the worst. Mm-mm. So I was like, the whole goal was just to get to a point where I could. Be like they could be like uh, that equation y equals mx plus b uh, that's wrong and I just look at him and be like and I reached a point where I was like uh no all right and then uh, b equals this and I realized a point in grad school where I was like I'm doing this because there was opportunity in it yeah. and I was making a connection between mechanic and like this physics and math background yeah. I had mm-hmm. I realized. I wanted to know what the industry was like. I was like, I called this the dream. I wanted to go see what it was like. Yeah. I wanted to make some money and just pay off this debt. Yeah. And I was realizing I was much more interested in this fact that I was inept in a capacity of being able to speak. I, I, was like, I can't see how I'm going to make it through life and just crutch on this idea of like, I'm good at science or something. I was yeah. like, you got to be much more well-rounded than that. So yeah, I mean, yeah. For, it for me, that for was you, something yeah. I wanted. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, all right. And kind of like your whole Renaissance man mm-hmm. thing, and we talked about before with your That's a, that's a really father. good callback, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I was still chasing that idea. Yeah. And um, when I when I came here, um, I still had stand-up on my mind. Yeah. I found chaplains, and I was like, this place, there's nothing there. And yeah. then I found this go place. And it's like they were in the middle of a class, and he just kind of like walked in and sat down. Yeah, Jake Russell was on, on stage. I don't. I can never remember who the teacher was. Mm. But it was Jake and... It might have been Matt Noss. Uh it was a woman. Okay. <laughs> Not Matt Nas. She was a woman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was it's a woman. Matt Nas, uh, yeah. you've been mistaken for a woman. Well, on the drag show. I, I sat in the back. and I think, Yeah, it was Nevers, it was uh, Jacob. I think Tom Not- Novick might have been up there. Okay. And uh, they, had, they had their set going. I just sat in the back. I was there for maybe like 30 minutes. Yeah. And, and Everyone was there by himself. It's so awkward. It's just like I'm there, and then they stop and they go on a break, and the instructor turns around. And it's like, um, do you know where you are? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, I thought this was a free comedy show. Uh, I just wanted to check it out. <laughs> was this in the middle of the day or the evening? Or uh, it was like two p.m. or okay. three p.m. On a Saturday. Yeah. And I just remember I walked into the bar and I was like, how is this bar empty? Yeah. I was like, what's happening here? I was like, where are these people? So, like, what I never got was, like, it was actually in, like... The class it's, was in the theater. It, it was the in the theater. theater. portion. Okay, so because I was like, that's a lot easier to sneak into versus like the classroom portion. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would notice right, right it's away. Like, you just like, you have to go through the office space <laughs> into the back and be like, no. oh, I just happened to be back here. <laughs> but I, I will say if you go to go comedy, because I had my first class in the theater too, if somebody comes in, and sits down, they'll be noticed right away. Right. Yeah. Okay. You you yeah. know they're there. Yeah, I'm surprised they let you sit there for 30 minutes. Yeah, I just remember I was there for a bit. And then um, Jake, Jake Jake's walking around, and he's just like, hey, what's up? And <laughs> give each other a dab, and we say hi, and then we start talking about Martin. Talk about Martin, the TV, the TV show, Martin. show, and we talk. We're sitting there it talking is a great about. Show. We're sitting there talking about how awesome Gina is, and he's like, "Man, she's so fine." I was like, "She is fine." And then, friend, right there, and mm-hmm. then it's just like. So, so Jake Russell is the first history. improv friend you ever made. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Jake was the first improv friend. Mm. Shout out, Jake. Shout Thanks, out, Thanks, Martin. Friend of the show. <laughs> thanks, Martin. Yeah. Damn. Gina. Thanks, Gina. Yeah. But thanks, not Gina. Pam. Takes yeah. Place Pam. Yeah. Tommy. Nobody knows what his job is. Yeah. Show? People do forget about Tommy. Yeah. The show's Martin. Martin. Young to know Martin. It. 
Yeah. It's in reruns. You shouldn't. I it's mean, okay. it's, she shouldn't know it, but it wouldn't be surprising. We'll if find it on Netflix when they actually put it on there. Yeah. I'm bored now. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a shame. I'm leaving that in, though. It's yeah, a, it you should. Know yeah. I was raised on, like, you know. In the 90s, all I had was MTV and bullshit. All you had was yeah. MTV. All Try I life had, without MTV. That's actually a lie. Are you I didn't even you have didn't even MTV. Know, I had she much didn't music. Even know who Kurt Loder was. <laughs> oh, Kurt Loder. Yeah. What? Yeah, I yeah. was like, Kurt Loder's like 72. Much, much music is terrible. It is terrible. That's all we yeah. had. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to defend. I thought about. No. I thought about moving to Toronto. We thought about Toronto. Yeah, yeah. I just like second cities there. So expensive and it just rains all the time. Yeah, it's just a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> national pride. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Have, do you Get love em. every single city in the United States? So, uh, <laughs> no, we, we've established that we all hate Ohio. So, anyway, so from that, you signed up for a class right away, or what happened? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I was like, I'm just trying to find this angle to communicate. And I was like, maybe I'll use this as the avenue to find stand up. And I won't lie, for the first year and a half, I was trying, I was doing improv. I was like, I will be trying to figure out the stand up scene. And for that first year I was here, I was going to stand up. I was going to New Dodge Lodge on the one. Did you ever go to Mark Ridley's? I had gone there, but I would never go on stage. Because I had this thing where I was like, I don't want to take a stand up class just yet. Because I don't know if stand-up's necessarily the medium that I want to go through to figure out the communication. Yeah. Um, I definitely thought about it. And I may have had a chip on my shoulder thinking, I'm better than doing a stand-up class. Yeah. But I was like, no, it just, it really had gotten to a point where I was like, I don't, I, I just want to figure out how to do this communication side of it. And I was like, well, I got this improv thing going. Um, and I took my first class January 2014, and PJ is my I'll coach. I'll never forget. Yeah, I'll never forget. I'll never <laughs> forget. PJ uh, Cox was your teacher? Yeah. Um, and did you take to it right away? or Because I know you said you were... Struggled. Oh, you struggled? Yeah. Okay. I struggled with it. I remember just like Paolo Buzignani. He's a stand-up around here. He's still doing it. Yeah. Um, he started like doing stand-up a year before that. He showed me a bunch of the gigs around here. Yeah. Um, and New Dodge just stuck for me in Hamtramck. Yeah. That was a... Esther ran that. Okay. And um, that was that was a cool scene. It was a place for people trying new material. Yeah. Um, and then I met people. No, wait. Who, so when you say you struggled, did you struggle at improv or stand up? Both. I okay. couldn't figure out how to make the material from South Carolina and North Carolina transition up here. What it was, so was it very regionalized? I remember being in South Carolina for whatever reason. People would talk about things that were uh, religion based or mm. gay rights based. Yeah. And these were like hot button issues because, like, in the South, it was much more socially conservative. Yeah. Here, like, I mean, my comedy wasn't targeted in that audience. Yeah. But, like, even if I had, like, some dirty stuff, for whatever reason, even, or my clean stuff, it never hit. Like, it just did nothing seemed to work here. And it yeah. may have been references too. Because there are also references that I would use from like the rallies, yeah. And other there would be stand-ups in the audience in South Carolina, North Carolina. They knew the background I was coming from. I see. So I think part of that helped play into the comedy. Yeah. And so it was, it, here nobody knew me. Yeah, because they kind of give you a false sense because the audience knew you. Yeah, and even to this point, like since I've been in, it's coming up on three years. Yeah. Um, guy people are still just still putting together like oh yeah like he says he goes to mongolia or he goes to morocco or he does these adventures like it is kind of like a career thing for me too to do that like if i try to play it in the mechanic side of things yeah like, be this very versatile engineer mechanic mm-hmm. and does I, that help you at work or yeah, yeah yeah they they uh they give me this weird thing of being a macgyver with things at times mm. and like oh yeah he'll figure out how to fix do they that. know you do improv yeah where I'm at now. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, before I would never tell anybody. But oh, now, really? Why? 
I would just I didn't want to bother with like telling him because like it, all right I'm in grad school and I tell him I'm doing stand up. It's like oh tell me a joke on stage, Mister oh, Teaching so, Aid. Yeah, it's like yeah. oh get out of my face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, one thing that like I know you've mentioned before is the differences between South Carolina and Detroit were mm. like the venues as well. Oh my god, you'd, yeah. You'd said like you Oof. know a lot less Confederate flags up here. I would <laughs> oh man, and it's yeah. like Depending who can do stand up if there's yeah. no Confederate flag behind yeah. you, yeah. right? It's confusing when you're in Canada yeah. and you see those. <laughs> Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> What's the deal with integration, yeah. everybody? Yeah. It was like, uh, I remember like, yeah, that great point. I remember like, in, thank yeah, thank you. Yeah, great point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a big thing for me. I was like, I couldn't get past that first year where I was like, why is it that in South Carolina and North Carolina scene, we had these like coffee houses so you could build an arc to a joke. You could take your five minutes and build a short story joke. Yeah. You could well, run- people like go to see just you. Yeah. Right? Like that's sorry, people yeah. people are actually going to the coffee house because they know that like there's comedy yeah. there. Right? Mm-hmm. When people go to a bar, they go to their drink. And that was the yeah. thing. Detroit heavy bar scene. Yeah. And on top of that Times are tough. <laughs> for whatever reason, you guys you guys drive a lot of distances. Very big, dri- very big driving culture. Because that is so, everything's so spread out, that also led to me feeling like I was like, all right, the improv scene I could dig because I was like, now there's like, you had show after show and like you made a class in a show or something like that. And yeah. like you just hang around this one facility and just watch all this comedy. I was like, that's my thing. I was like, I can do that. And yeah. I was like, why am I going, why am I burning up all this gas and all this time sitting in audiences right now trying to figure out this scene that I can't get my head around? And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just trying to figure out how to speak. I was like, I'm going to go do improv. I see. And I was like, that was the thing that clicked for me after about a year. And I was like, all right. So. Was there like a moment or a thing like, oh, okay, like I'm, or do you still feel like you're working on it? Like this connection that you talk about and like, you know, how you communicate with people. Do you feel like you're better at it now? So that can, yeah, that, uh, that connection. Yeah. I found a, that connect, that communication aspect I was looking for. What it's turned into is just an abstract idea of getting better. Yeah. Uh, that is what it's turned into is not putting like the attainable idea of like for the engineering and the mechanic side was make it to the big three and make it here. And then you've made it. Mm. And then once I materialized it, I was like, that that's just the opportunity I achieved. I was like, okay, but that's done. But if I left it as an abstract thing, it would have been much more interesting to chase. Yeah. And now that I realize there's, for me, what I view is there's a lot more growth in the communication side. Mm-hmm. That's just what I'm looking for. I see. So, well, I mean, do you, because I will say that your story to start out, you know, in improv, it's like there's a lot of people that, um, that we've all had people in our classes that are like, I want to do better at work, communicate better with others, be more comfortable in front of crowds. But generally, my experience, those people go up to like maybe like advance one, like the beginning of long form. Oh, yeah. And then they're done because yeah. long form is a different animal. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, but what is it that kept you going past that? I don't think I know how to say no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you like that for those yes anders? Yeah. So you you basically <laughs> yes and it. Uh, uh, yeah. It's just like I'm. I was. Uh, I think I may have had the interest in trying to do comedy too. 
So what did you ever, because you said before, like, I'm just going to concentrate on improv. Do you still think about going back to stand-up or you're Wait, basically in constant improv right now? But you just said, like, interest in comedy. Like, you weren't interested in stand-up for comedy. It was just to sp- learn how to speak to people. Yeah, it was a little, like, trying to go through, like, baptism by fire to figure out how to communicate. Oh, really? I thought you were talking about, like, yeah, I guess that's true. But yeah. I guess that's also you were trying to connect with I would people, also too. Say, like, like, trying to figure out, like, all right, you come back from these rallies. Like, yeah. I've done that 2012 rally. Yeah. And I was just leaving for the 2013 one trying to convey those stories of the rally yeah it is like people ask me outside a a theater sometimes they ask me about the trip no offense to anybody i get it but they check out they check out when you get into like kind of details about the trip normally because it's hard to relate to Mm -hmm. And that part is what entertained me with stand-up. I was like, here's a guy who's taking a concept and then painting a story that all of a sudden people relate to. And you Mm. explain it into this context. And I was like, that is what I want to figure out how to do. Yeah. I mean, like one thing about like improv in Detroit, just like talking yeah, back to Yeah, I'm curious to hear your opinion on this why? as an outsider. Not to call you an outsider, but someone that doesn't do improv. I'm on the outside. Outside. Yeah. Um, outside. outside. When, uh, <laughs> outside. <laughs> Um, just in terms of like sticking around and like staying with improv, you know, like yeah. there's there's community there as well, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Like there's um, there's this kind of like massive group of people, and you you know you've all. I think that it can be really intoxicating to like once you get into a community and you start learning like the language of that community, yeah, and yeah. Um, and that can act as a really like strong driving force and yeah. like improving and like and growing together um i know like that was that would happen in studios right it's like you're you're competing with each other but it's um like it's very benevolent Mm. sort of competing where it's like you all want each other to succeed so you can bring up the quality of everyone's work so you can work better together yeah i will say that community idea of like the improv community I definitely didn't click up with that immediately mm-hmm. here. That was a struggle for me to understand. I was like, for whatever reason, it made more sense with the stand-ups because I felt like when I got to know them outside, I got to know them. Yeah. And there was a, a level of realness to them. And also, I, for whatever reason, I related to more of whether it was socio or economic backgrounds to the stand-ups mm-hmm. than when I came to improv. Well, improv is all rich kids. It was homogenous no, to I'm just me. Okay. So I was like, just kidding, right, kind yeah. of, but not really. I thought Margaret <laughs> hit some. I thought Margaret hit some seriously interesting points about people who were trying to go ahead and look at the art. Is like, all right, I love this, yeah. but is this sustainable? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, it, it, it's not. Being an artist is definitely a turbulent career. Yeah, and I was like, I, I, I mean, you I, should be prepared to be, you know, poor if you're an artist. But when, Generally speaking, when when she when Margaret mentioned that it, it clicked to me, I was like, that may have been why I was interested in hard sciences, and I drove myself to that because there's opportunity in that, and that yeah. gave stability. But it wasn't the thing that was like a passion. Yeah. And then when I figured out that communication was the thing, I was like, bam, that's it. I was like, but there isn't is a turbulent career to try to make that your yeah. career. But you're not thinking about that as a career, right? I don't know. Really? I mean, okay. When, I'm, when I when we were talking about Toronto, yeah. like, I mean, I'm talking about trying to go there because there's second city. Like, yeah. There is definitely strategizing that. I was like, I've thought about that. I've thought about like, well, what if we get a chance and we can go to Chicago or we can go to New York? Yeah. Um, I would certainly, I would certainly look at that avenue. Wow. But that is like, I think it's putting a cart before the horse. Mm-hmm. So like, I backed that up 
And I just said, <laughs> back that up. Yeah. I backed back up my up, cart before my up. horse. Yeah, I'm confused now. <laughs> Are you running over the horse or is the horse running over the cart? I mean, you just better come correct. Yeah. Can I borrow that? <laughs> I, well, you can, t- you can challenge Margaret for that. I, okay. wouldn't, I wouldn't. I don't want to try to use that. Yeah. Tony, you much. were the first one to say come correct Shh. on the podcast. Don't Ooh. say that, Heather. That was for Why? off Michael. Heather, because yeah. Margaret like is you're a really me. good listener. Yeah. So where does blacksmithing fit into all this? Oh, yeah. That's another, yet another interesting fact about you, Tom, is that you do blacksmithing. Oh, yeah. Well, that was, like, there's always, like, all these variations, like, to me, like, trying to figure out how do you, maintaining the car, remember, like, the idea is, like, I had to live out of it for a little while. A little while. It was, like, seven years. And it's, like, this period, I was, like, how do I make sure I know how to make tools or if I need to fix something? And I was, like, well, let's go back to the raw basics. And I heard there's blacksmithing. Yeah. Found this place, Pony Ride. And I was, like, bam. I was, like, oh. Really? Just like that? You made some really nice stuff, too. Do you take classes, or how do you get into blacksmithing? Yeah, yeah. you can take classes. Take classes. Is that what you did? or? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I took <laughs> took classes, like, uh, took, like, uh, I guess, like, a four-week class, and then, like, another four-week class later. Mm-hmm. So you start out with, like, short-form blacksmithing, and then you go into long-form, or? Basically. Okay. So yeah. games. Mm-hmm. They start you with one piece of metal, yeah. and then you, then you move into three pieces of metal. <laughs> Everyone's to hit me so bad. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard the hard part about learning blacksmithing. That's fine. She punched me earlier. Mm. Oh, you got to so make an emotional funny. connection. That's, That's a secret, Amber. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've heard the hard part. Do you do you feel out. good about yourself over there? I do. I'm it's like, guys, what is this visor about? You know, like, <laughs> uh, that was a banter maelstrom that we just got on. Okay. So Amber, do you have any interest in doing it? No, not at all. <laughs> okay. Not really. Um. Well, I mean, I. Uh, I don't, um, it's more like, I don't like being on stage. Okay. Like that, that makes me really uncomfortable. It makes me want to puke. So do you not blacksmith anymore? No, not, I don't know. Oh, you don't. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is a change. Cause last time I talked to you, I felt like you were blacksmithing. Mm-hmm. What no. happened? Um, I just like, I came to like, I think I just came to the natural end. Like I, I found like what I needed to know about like material properties, mm-hmm. like, to, like knowing what they felt like. And then I use that when I go ahead and work on cars. Okay. So that was, that was the main motivation behind it. And it's given me a nice appreciation for more of like a craft. Yeah. Part of, uh, well, I guess it actually kind of ties into some of the arts that ceramics is mm-hmm. and craft. Yeah. So I, Well, you kept yeah. saying you were going to make me something, but... But I will say it's like I told him I didn't want anything from unless him it was in, good. unless it was good. Yeah. I was oh, like, okay. I was so like, I don't want to have to pretend to love it. Like, <laughs> I can assure you, he he will never forget to make that. Ever. I'll never forget. Yeah. I'll never forget. Yeah. So you know, I guess we'll close out by saying that Tom is a hardcore listener of the show. Uh, you know, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No. Yeah. We can't do this now. Why not? All right. Well, I did. I no, did, it's you know, fine. No, I did. I did have like one thing I did want to bring up. That okay. I was like, he really brought Tom brought notes. He's the only yeah, guest I, I think that's ever yeah, done. I think that I brought one. notes. Yeah. But from uh, various episodes or things he wanted to I shout out. You shout it out. No, no, they're actually they're actually not all things about that. Like, oh, okay. The, one of the biggest things I wanted to say was like you asked about was comedy. Yeah. Um, was the the trajectory of it right now is looking like I'm gonna go try to do like some maybe some communication classes. Oh, um, really? At uh, Wayne State. Oh, fine of, school. I took a number of communication classes there myself. So you're, you're not biased at all? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I got I, a degree. I just, and like part of it's you like, a, it's kind of inspired out of, 
I, I know that you going to Wayne State hear, heard about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not, not lying. Yeah. And like, as I have a friend, uh, Ed Carter, I mm-hmm. did, used to do an open mic with him for, I ran an open mic, an uh, open mic at a 555 Arts and Gallery for oh, yeah. mm-hmm. a year and a half or so mm-hmm. with Chris Bibb. That's right. That's when we first, yeah. Yeah. And like, we used to do that all the time. And um, that came to an end when one of them had to move to New York. Yeah. But like, uh, also, James Casada and like his background with like communication, forensics, and yeah, yeah. And forensics. I was just like watching him dissect how a convert. You can, I can see it working in his mind. Is like he, like he's so well trained in like making you not think it's going on. But yes, he makes it look effortless. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm like, man, that's great how you're able to communicate like that. Like, that's what you want to do. Want to get to that. Mm-hmm. Also, like I would love that playfulness. That, like I met Quentin. Like mm-hmm. I, I met him. Like a year ago or something and like i started retaking classes ago and i was like this guy's great with characters like mm-hmm. i want to learn how to be playful like that did you see fish dinner yeah yeah i made it such a point that i had to come back from morocco i was like if i i was like if i was like <laughs> i came back from i came, I came back i gotta see fish dinner yeah yeah because yeah. like if that morocco thing like if it like drug out and like we just kept having like events where it's like i don't know if i'm gonna come back when i'm gonna come back and i was like if i miss this show i'm gonna be so mad that i was in morocco and i missed fish dinner it's like the opposite of when you got your master's degree you're like oh damn it yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget that day. I'll never forget that day. I will say, I was really, because I had heard so much about Fish Dinner before, and I was glad that I got to see it. It yeah. was awesome. I think I've said that. We've all said that on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was the thing you wanted to mention? Oh, um, improv is, uh, there is like, it wasn't intentional, but like I had, a, I had an uncle, uh, Uncle Brennan, and he had uh, Alzheimer's. Yep. And he's since passed, but like he was... Um, he was like such an advanced stage and I had realized Amber and I were there and it's like realized that like positive reinforcement was a thing that was really working for him and like keeping his mind on track. And I just had this thing where I realized like that yes and quality, like that, that concept. And like, I just started doing that, like just really listening into like what he was saying Mm -hmm. and cueing into that emotional engagement and that verbal engagement. And like, I think that was one of the best conversations I'd ever had with him in his state of Alzheimer's. Like, I was just like that, that like to this day is like the best, like use of improv to me mm. is, uh, being able to communicate with him. I think really yeah. the, the key thing is it's the power of support. You yeah. know what I mean? Though, like no matter what, what it comes to, I think that's why improv is closer than other, you know, creative communities and it can foster such incredible connections. And that's yeah. why our teachers that are, our teachers are always about, you know, support and when they talk about that emotional connection they're talking about support well i mean with i mean it seems like at least as a as an observer Mm -hmm. um you know it's it's never just one person on stage right you always Mm -hmm. have to rely on someone else and um to to move a scene forward right like Mm -hmm. is that they got your back that gift of uh making the person on stage look better like giving them that gift mm-hmm. like giving them a gift oh, people man. should just do that in real life just like yeah. every like just everyone work towards making everyone else look great mm-hmm. <laughs> well I that's think, it that was yeah. it yeah i think the two everybody of you have made us look, look better <laughs> by being oh, oh. oh you i think oh, that's yeah. a fine way to thank <laughs> our guest tom schultz and uh amber barker definitely related to bob barker and you know good luck on rallies in the future and wherever life takes you. But thanks a lot for sharing your stories with us. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you for having us.
yip 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 yeah what's the canadian thing is that what they yip 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 um sure i was just following your lead oh okay i like that yip 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 so now we move to the non-Tom, non-Amber portion of the podcast, though they will remain here and are encouraged to take part. This is your first improv, then you get the fade to the back line. Oh, yeah, you're fading to the back line. <laughs> but don't look bored. You're you got to act, act interested, be involved, pay attention to what your partner's saying. You might tag in. So um, there's all these words. You should, you're looking at me like, yeah, I don't know. Like Now she's doing object work off mic. I think it's time to open our vests. And reveal our feelings. And what better way in a segment I like to call feelings. Hi, Heather. Hi. What are you having? Are you having feelings about anything this I week? I always have feelings. Well, buddy. what would you like to share? What are you having feelings I'm about? I'm going to share like my feelings and my thoughts. My thoughts that I'm having lately. This isn't well, Heather's thoughts. Yeah, this isn't Heather's our thoughts. feelings, emotions? Yeah. It's feel- yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Why did you hesitate? Why? Because it was such because it was such a dumb question. That's why. Jim, I don't. Anyway, we're getting bogged down. Heather, what are you having thoughts about? But they better be feelings. That's all I'm saying. I do have thoughts and feelings. Like, I don't understand why they need to be separate. First of all, well, it's called Heather's feelings. Okay. It's like imagine there was there's thoughts attached to them. I don't just say I feel happy. (sighs) I feel sad. I feel that you always I get bogged down annoyed. in minutiae. I feel yeah. annoyed. Yeah. I feel annoyed. Why do you always get oh. bogged down in the minutia? Why? Like, it's never like, okay. Like Jim is the one that what are, fucking asked What the are question. you feeling about right now? Yeah. I feel irritated. Which I, I, I always s- get irritated at the start of Heather's feelings. My <laughs> thoughts are that Me Heather's too. been reactivated. I'm also feeling irritated. Okay, Heather, what are you having a thought about? Let's just call it you Heather's thoughts. You know what I've been... I've been having thoughts and feelings about is um, I'm excited for all the new stuff that is happening in the community and like Planet Ant and the new theater and um, but I there's been a lot of like um, people at Seven Brothers lately kind of um, reminiscing about like old times that we were not there for. When do they close? I I heard believe. that it was July 15th. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I thought it was 25th. Tom, you, you'll know this. What date is uh, Seven Brothers closing? I'll remember it later. All right. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's I'm just so date. done with know. that. Like, I heard it was the 15th. <laughs> you will never say you remember uh, a date ever again in your life. No, I'll, I'll say it again. <laughs> it's like, when's your birthday? I'm not sure. Don't hold me to that. <laughs> That's what I heard and I think read on the internet. But okay. Um, the internet's always the truth. I, well, like an official thing from like someone that would know, yeah. like <laughs> how, an announcement. How, how do you feel about that? Well, I feel like even though, um, like I've only been going to Seven Brothers for a very short time, mm-hmm. and like the whole scheme of things. Um, but I've said many times, especially. Heather Drunk Anonymous. Mm-hmm. That is my favorite place on earth. Mm. Um, so yeah. So you're saying that sober for the first time though, I think, on the podcast. Do you stand by that? I've had very many magical moments. So you're not standing by it. It is what it is has been one of my favorite places. Okay, one of your favorites. Yeah. Okay. Isn't it opening again though? Like in a new place? <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, but it won't be 
the same. I'm just kidding. I'm it will be the same. <laughs> <laughs> like when I first. I love it. Was, <laughs> <laughs> you no, but I feel like it's very tied to like my time in improv, mm-hmm. and I, I went to Seven Brothers with non-improv people for the first like when I first went there. Okay. To do karaoke, mm-hmm. and but it was like around that the same time that we first started taking improv classes. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's very tied to my improv experience. Yeah. And karaoke has been really fun. And what if they um do karaoke at the new place? I don't think that they're going to. Uh, I don't think that they're going to. I have terrible hushing sounds. Okay, go ahead. But Jerry, the karaoke guy, is going to do karaoke on Saturday nights at the bar down the street. Oh, Metro Pub or yeah. yes. oh, okay, Jeans. I was saying. So, um, will you feel so, like a traitor going there? No, because Seven Brothers will be closed. Okay. So, or will karaoke it? may still live on. It won't be the same. Okay. What if it? What if it's like Second City, Detroit, when they closed? But then, Novi. but yeah, they went to Novi. I what can't if believe what I if even uttered those nah. words. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if it goes to Novi, I know. Who's oh, going best every night. episode ever. <laughs> this is a show highlight. <laughs> Heather was the one to bring up Nova. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. oh Tom, that is a but true super been, fan uh, move. I I've like been that. Having yeah. a lot of uh. thoughts about like Nova. Nova. No, not Nova at all. <laughs> I've thought zero about Nova, but just about like how you know things are changing and it's exciting, but there's like that part that's like you're you'll miss what was there before are you uh, scared like are you puberty sc- are you scared a little bit um <laughs> you miss what do you miss puberty i don't miss my childhood from before <laughs> what do you lose from puberty that what you your did? other life <laughs> yeah what did you lose remember all the teenage agony i had that yeah. was great <laughs> what puberty doesn't make you non-innocent it's just <laughs> what? This, what before puberty was before his Women's studies class, and oh, Jim was Jesus. a different person. I don't want to talk about that. I have too many feelings. Okay. But, um, <laughs> so those are, I've been having a lot of those feelings lately, and um, I mean, I forgot all my other thoughts, Tony, because okay. this always is like... Just go back to your feelings, and then the Don't ever lead you wrong. Um, Make an emotional I'm, connection. Make a I'm choice. having a lot of feelings and thoughts about it being summertime, and like I want to do a bunch of stuff. Such as? Well, I wanted to dye my hair purple, and I did, and I love it, and I always want purple hair. Oh, you go. Do, you want to keep it going, go, girl. Yes, I want purple hair forever, but I don't know if I can, but... Okay, okay. Actually, That's an intense feeling. I have very strong feeling. I think you would look really good as like an 80-year-old woman with purple hair. I I can't wait to be her. Let's get a time machine like you <laughs> And I'm feeling um, a lot of thoughts about summer and bonfires at my house and... Yeah, June is almost over. There's been zero bonfires. I know. What? The, where's the time going, Tony? Everything know. moves too fast. But that's the segment for another time. Right now, let's close up the bag containing. I don't like that. Come up with something else. Oh, well, we're workshopping every you know every week. All right. Well, I don't don't bring that one back. Your feelings are you know that feeling segment is over. You can't comment on that. Sorry. I can say whatever I want. What? I hey, want. As long yeah. as our outro made you feel something, it's valid. Oh, good point. John, do you have a fact <sighs> of the week? I'm going to give you two facts. Oh, whoa. for our two special guests. Whoa, whoa, one yeah. both about Mount Everest. When they measured it, it came out to exactly twenty nine thousand feet, even. But they wrote it down as twenty nine thousand 
and two feet so people wouldn't think they just estimated. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh. Wow. Well, so, it does continue to rise every year. A couple mm, inches, I believe. Yeah. And uh, the mountain named after... Wait, Seward. is this the second fact or part of the original fact? This, well, there's two separate facts, but they're both about Mount Everest. Okay, so the second fact. So I was right. So they're both about... They're it, connected. So, um, oh, they're, they're connected for us. Yeah. <laughs> so Mount Everest, <laughs> like the mighty Himalayas, was right. named after Sir George Everest, and his name is pronounced <laughs> Everest, and not Everest, okay. as everybody says. Did so he, is it Everest because he died there, and that's where he rests forever? Uh, no, he yes. doesn't pronounce the R as part of the first syllable, so it's Eva. Rest. Well, that's just British. Yeah, forever. He's resting. Yeah, forever, ever. <laughs> Isn't that just English dialect? It may be, but it's also the pr- the correct pronunciation. How did he die? <laughs> Damn. Oh, yeah. Uh, he died when a seagull pooped on him when he was climbing down. I, I don't pooped no. right on no. his hand what? and he slid down the rope. And no. all his... Little hangers came out of the rock. That, hangers. hangers. <laughs> that, that sounds like problem number one right there. Yeah. Was he? Did he even climb the mountain, or did he just like find What's it on a, a map? Seagull doing. It sounds like he's <laughs> <doing> the mountain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was vacationing. He was a tourist. That seagull is public enemy number. That one. was his pet seagull that he brought yeah. to oh Mount Everest. I, I, I feel like if he's seeing seagulls, those are like. <laughs> like he's a base like camp by the sea. He's never yeah. left. <laughs> and actually, Seagull they, is, they uh, pronounce it Seagull. So, they're related to Steven Seagull. <laughs> yeah. Every single one. Yeah, they're every, very fat. Every single Seagull is actually a child of Steven Seagull. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Jim, why don't you grab that guitar? Boss is chilling out. He's probably hungry. Uh, once again, thanks to our guests, Tom Schultz and Amber Barker, related to Bob Barker, absolutely. Thank you. For the wizard, the handsome Jim Harper, the warrior, never been to China. John Yar, and the man in true, Heather Anonymous, I'm your host, Tony Agusti, saying, play us out, Jim. After improv podcast talk show thing and internet. Oh, now available on Google Play. Oh. You get your Google Play. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I still haven't figured out how to use it. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither.